Hi, this is Larry Hama, and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. Joe's podcast episode 27 the spotlight on mask and what with 27 oh uh, yeah again yeah i thought we'd be like uh one of those women that doesn't want to ever get older how many times are you going to do 27 we'll just keep doing 27 over and over again so just keep you doing 27 sure why because i screwed up last time and i didn't want to admit it <laughs> all right then that's all i needed to hear all right let's start from the top again all right take two <laughs> Welcome to Star Just Podcast, episode 29, the Spotlight on Mask. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And, uh, yeah, the, when we recorded last time, I didn't even notice that you pointed out, none of the listeners even noticed it, yeah. that I ended up saying 27 again. Yeah. It was early, and I... It's okay. And I, I had been drinking. We both had. <laughs> Apparently, we both said some things that were a little... Uh, both? Well, me. Yeah. <laughs> Was called out. I, li- I like. I like how you like to group me in with your stuff. Well, we're the show. Right. We're the show when you're in trouble. When I'm in trouble. Right. <laughs> when I get called out. It's kind of the like show. the dog thing. It's like yeah, it's yeah. your dog. It's your when, dog. When you're in trouble. When it's a mess. Yeah. Exactly. So. But, oh, but it's a good time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got a little uh, got more raunchy than ever. Which yeah. I didn't think was possible on a commentary. Welcome I've, back. I've heard you on some other ones. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones that seem to bring out the best in me. The best? Yeah, and the worst. <laughs> I'm going to decide with the worst side. <laughs> well, wait till we do the next one. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of screams for uh, Transformers, Transformers which I'm all in favor of. I'm all about it. So, yeah, that might be the next one we do. Yeah, Megatron kills Prime. Good right? times, good times. Spoiler. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, Prime dies. Yeah. Uh, another big thing is coming up next episode. Next episode is number 30. And what we've talked about doing, and we've been telling people that we're going to do this, and we're going to start next episode, is we're going to go back on the old Marvel runs of Star Wars, G.I. Joe, and Transformers, start with number one of each of those, and do a full-on review of them as far as you know, getting in depth into the issues, seeing what we remember of them. Yeah, classic All, review. Yeah, classic type reviews. So, so that should be fun. Yeah, we'll start with GI Joe. Yeah, well, we're going to do one of each. There you e- go. Each episode, each time we cover issues, we'll we'll do one issue of each uh, of the three franchises. Nice. Uh, other big news coming up, starting in probably, well, starting in August, but maybe with us, it might be September before we actually review it. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is starting up again. New comic book? Yeah. Yeah, from IDW. So we're going to be reading it. So we're going to be reading it, and we'll be reviewing it. We'll be reviewing it. Because it's an 80s property. And it's IDW. It's what we do. And I'm going to have to come up with a new intro music for the show. New theme song. So. (laughs) All right. 
So no, just gonna add to the theme. Song. Oh, add to the theme. Yeah, song. yeah. We're not going like second season of the. Different oh, we can't stuff. do that. We can. Can we throw a cowabunga or something in there? Well, yeah, we're gonna throw that stuff in there. But what I'm saying is like we're not going to like second season of the other properties. I got you. That's when they started getting worse. <laughs> season two, jump the shark. Season three and four usually, but All right. yeah, season All two right. was heading in that direction. So, but yeah, so some big stuff coming up. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, um, good stuff. It's been a little while since we recorded. What's, yeah, what's uh, been going what, on? Uh, what's Father's Day past? So that yep. was good. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Yep. Uh, by the time you hear this, you're gonna be close to Fourth of July, and we may not record again until after that. So happy Fourth of July to everybody. Yep. Um, Especially our. Military service men, people, men yeah. and women in uniform. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, happy Independence Day to everybody. Spe- speaking of which, uh, Aquaman resurfaced uh, as far as listeners. Well, so. Flashpoint is going on. So right. There's reason for him to be around <laughs> again, so he's pretty relevant again. So uh, speaking of speaking of Flashpoint, why, why don't we go right into? Uh, yeah, I'm loving that. Why don't we go right into an ammo dump? We could. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, so Flashpoint. Yeah, thank God. So, here's the thing that I've tried to instill upon you when it comes to something like Flashpoint. I always told you I like the alternate realities, the the different takes on characters you thought you knew. Right, I like I like stories that are more self-contained. You don't need a lot of backstory, which is this is. It's great. Right. But the thing is. I think maybe you've read alternate reality stories that just weren't done well. Yeah, this <laughs> because, one's done really because well. Because you didn't you haven't liked them in the past. Yeah, this one's done really well. Yeah. This one I would put on the level of Age of Apocalypse or X Men where they really develop the world. Like yeah. you really get a sense of all the characters, what they're all up to. Yeah, what's if you read going a, lot of, a lot of the tie-ins, you'll get all that yeah. in there. So I have been reading them, you've been giving them to me, they've been really good. Yeah, the tie-ins have been fantastic. I'm actually really glad I picked them up because it was a huge gamble for me to say, I'm going to get all the tie-ins on this. Yeah. Cause I'm glad not, you did it, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you didn't, I wouldn't be reading them. Because I'm not getting all the tie-ins on Fear Itself. I'm getting about half of them. I'm getting about half of them. But they're not as good. No. I think Fear Itself, Marvel has taken a backseat to DC on this one. Especially because of the announcement. The announcement. They're right. relaunching all the 52 titles. People are excited about that. Yep. So they want to read Flashpoint to see where it's going to go. What's going to happen, right? So I think DC might be taking over Marvel for the coming months. Yep. Yep. Now, uh, yeah, Good absolutely. Now, the one thing that's driving me crazy with the whole relaunch, and we'll get into some talk about the relaunch a little later, but the whole thing that drives me nuts with the relaunch is the Marvel fans that are ripping on the relaunch. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, well, Marvel doesn't do that. Marvel just follows their history. Bullshit. <laughs> wow. They're, Marvel has relaunched their characters or revamped them for the current times over and over again. They just never have done it all at once. All at the same time. Right. Because how many number ones of four have we had? How many number ones of, of like Spider-Man titles have we had? You know, well, it's always it's not like amazing, but it's like other Spider-Man okay. spectacular well, web of I'll give Clone you, Wars. Okay, I'll give you an amazing. Uncanny X-Men is about to end after 500, 600 issues and is going back to number one. Okay. <laughs> I, did, I did not know that. So. Fantastic Four. Start relaunch with an FF. Uh, yeah. They dropped, Foundation, right, yeah. they dropped the 500 issues and went back well, to a number one. Well, one of the people died. I mean, you know, Johnny sure. died. So they're going to restart as Future Foundation with a new member. Right. 
technically it's a new team, but I see where you're going. But at the same time, you can make a case for it. Sure. Titles have changed in the past, yeah. without losing their numbers. Adventures of Superman became, I believe, that's the one that became Superman. Superman. It didn't lose its numbering at all. No. So they just changed that a little bit. Right. And like I said, it, with the whole DC, it's not going to be a whole giant. We're going to reboot everything and start everything over again. I think Batman's keeping the same, pretty much. Pretty much on. the same stuff that they yeah. had set up. Green Lantern is yeah. Legion of Superheroes. Right. The, some of the is just going to be the same, but some, for example, like a new story, like uh, what Batwing, mm-hmm. that's going to be all brand new. Right. Although that is going to tie into the whole Batman Inc. stuff. Right. So, but ones that I think you're going to see that are like totally revamped. It seems like Teen Titans is very revamped. Yeah, it looked a lot different. You know, there's stuff like that that uh, you know there's going to be the whole Wildstorm stuff that they're bringing over. That's going to be totally revamped. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be revamped. There's the whole thought that, or there's a rumor that action, the Superman that you see in Action Comics is they're setting up as if he's the first superhero, a little bit first Superman. Yeah. And he looks a little older on the cover of that, where he looks a lot younger on the cover to Justice League and Superman title. Right. So there's a rumor that is this actually Superman's son, Kal-El's son, that's taking up the mantle because now Kal-El is a little too old because he was the first superhero. I hope not. It might be cool. It depends on how it's done. Yeah, if it, if it is, I'm going to be disappointed. I want I want Superman to be Superman. But I was okay with it, and I think you were okay with it, if Bruce Wayne had gotten older and became the mentor well, that's Batman Beyond. Right? Well, but what I'm saying is, if he had become the, it was no longer Batman, became the mentor of Dick, and Dick was Batman. I think we were okay if he yeah, was the mentor. But that's in one story. That's I still got Batman in other books I can read. But what I'm saying is, it looked like they were going to possibly go in that direction. Yeah, possibly. and I was going to yeah. be okay with that. To but me, you, the, but to you me, still had, yeah, you to, still had Batman in other books though. Well, yeah, but they were all going to be Dick. It's all going to be yeah, different. Yeah, so. Um, so I'm, I'm viewing it the same way for Superman, if that's the way it is. Well, wasn't Dark Knight was supposed to be Bruce, though? Yeah. Uh, that was a little bit different. But that's, they never ended up doing the whole mentoring thing. Yeah, what the hell why. happened to that book? So, uh, you got two issues of it. I know. <laughs> and now it's going to relaunch. There we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was Thank just... You kindly. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, like I said, I just get annoyed when people are like, oh, Marvel doesn't do the relaunch thing. It's like, well, then how come Iron Man was first captured by Chinese, then captured by Vietnamese, and recently been Saudis. captured by Saudis. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like... Well, you, you, you mix, it up stick, mix it up the stick Afghanistan. Times, yeah. yeah, it's like they revamped the characters for the current time. So, it's doing the same thing. Yeah. This is, Marvel's more subtle about it. This is in your face. Well, this is huge because they're doing all of it at one time. Right. Like you said, it's usually a, a book or two here or there, periodically right. over right. time, but not... Everything. Right. So they're, they're taking everything and just redoing it. And hell, at least they got the guts to do it. I yeah. Mean, it's a huge gamble. I'm interested. So It's going to have me picking up some DC books I don't yep. normally get. Yep. Just and we're, it's going. Yeah, and we're going to talk about those in a second. But tied into the ammo dump itself, um, I did read a book recently. character I've always loved was uh, Ghost Rider. Okay. And I've liked both the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider and the, and the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider. The Danny Ketch one near the end of his series, it got really weird and really hokey. Um... But they just Marvel just relaunched Ghost Rider Ta-da. with a point one issue, and I read it, and the art's freaking beautiful. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, the story is really good. Now the point one issue is awesome if you like Johnny Blaze because Johnny Blaze is the Ghost Rider. Right. The problem is by the end of the issue, spoiler alert. Yeah. By the end of the issue, he wants to lose the Spirit of Vengeance, which he's been wanting to do ever since he got the damn thing. Well, someone comes along that tells him he, he can do it, and he ends up getting rid of it, 
and there's going to be in issue number one a because there always has to be a ghost rider. Right. There's going to be a female ghost rider. Now Johnny Blaze is still going to be around, so I'm kind of hoping it's not going to last very long. There's the female ghost yeah. rider. I'm hoping it's not going to last very long. Not that I got anything against the way they're doing it, because like we've talked about before, they're introducing a new character that's going to take up the mantle. That's perfectly fine. But I like Johnny Blaze's Ghost Rider. I don't need a new character. But like I said, I like Danny Ketch when he was Ghost Rider, so maybe I like this chick too. I don't know. Yeah, and it's always cool to see boobs on fire. So. <laughs> I don't think her boobs are actually on fire. but They should know. be. <laughs> But it, it's a good read. The point one issue is worth picking up. The art's phenomenal. The story is really good. Um, you get Johnny Blaze the way you probably want him, which is he's just an asshole. So, so it's not the Nick Cage so Johnny you, Blaze. No, so you can get behind that, right? right. So, I'm all about that. Yeah, I can. I can give you an idea of. Uh, can you give me a quote there. Yeah, one one of the lines he says is uh, he goes, "Avengers, Fantastic Four, X dudes." They can all kiss my bony, flammable ass. Nice. <laughs> so, which that's what you want in a guy. Yeah, I mean, he's a biker. There you go. He should be. He should be. You know, pretty much a badass. So, so like I said, the point one issue is definitely worth picking up. I don't know about the number one issue, but the point one is a nice self-contained story. Uh, pretty cool. So, so but, that that's our yeah. ammo. That's our ammo dump. That's Ghost Rider. So that's that's Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider's cool. Yeah, I like Flashpoint. Yeah, Flashpoint is definitely worth picking up. Yeah, so far. Yeah, it's really. It could turn into a big turd. We don't know. No. So far, so good. <laughs> so far, so good. Uh, before we get into the meat of this episode, which is Mask, which I'm thinking there's probably some of our listeners have no idea what the hell Mask is. Mobile Armored Strike Command. Command with a K. With a K. Because <laughs> Mask with a C just looks retarded. <laughs> so um, we'll we'll definitely give you the, the scoop on what Mask is, how big it was, because yeah. it may have been bigger than then maybe some of our listeners realize. Think, yeah. yeah, so so we'll get into all that, but we do have a lot of listener feedback. Yeah, let's do that. And uh, so we'll go into the Jedi Holocron. Alright, so we had some new listeners pop up as well as some new countries pop up. You gotta love that. So we had as far as new countries, we had Israel show up. I am international. We're, we're international. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going back to the we're, and then when I screw up, it's me. You, right. Right. Or the show or something. Um, Figure that out on your own, did you? <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, we had Israel. Okay. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it before. Uh, Guatemala. Alrighty. And Saudi Arabia. Thank you guys very much. So, all those, all those popped up there. Then we had a couple of new po- uh, posters on the forums. Uh, we had Mutt Lord. Yeah, hey. How's it going? Who actually uses um, uh, Junkyard and Mutt, Mutt yeah. as his avatar. He says, uh, Greetings, Star Joes. My name is TJ. Been a listener and a fan for a while now. Just never got around to getting on the forums. Let's see. I'm 33 years old, married to one of the most understanding and beautiful women in the world. I think we all are. <laughs> Melissa. She often goes in search of Joes and cards and Star Wars while I'm working or while she's out. I don't get that. <laughs> Mine doesn't do that. Not oh. that she's remotely into what, into what uh, what it is. I think she just got tired of seeing me knock kids over. <laughs> yeah, that's always bad. I get tired of you watching you do that too. Yeah, well, running down the aisle with Target, the, the kids knocking them should over. Should learn when I'm coming down the aisle. Get out of the way, right? They're my Star Wars guys, and I'm moving. So he says. Anyhow, I got three daughters and a son who should be here sometime this month. Congratulations, so that's awesome. sir. Jazzed about that. Finally have someone to go to the cool the toy aisle by now. 
those pink aisles can be taxing to the soul of the action figure fanatic. Yeah. yeah, I've got just sun, so I don't really go down the pink aisles. Yeah, you have to walk past the pink aisles, and it just feels like I'm not supposed to be there. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. I'm a product of the 80s mass advertising and consumerism, so I love G.I. Joe, Transformers, Thundercats, Masks, Star Wars, He-Man. Yes, I can call. Uh, I still call them all He-Mans. He-Mans. Which I did that when I was a okay. kid. I want some He-Man. Yeah, I want to get He-Man. Want He-Man. Right. So your parents always got you yeah, He-Man. It was like... Yeah. There's other He-Mans. <laughs> There's other He-Mans than He-Man. Yeah. What? <laughs> and he said another of my favorites was wasn't wildly popular, but I think I remember you guys mentioning it once. Visionaries. Uh, I think it was a Sumbo production. Not sure. I do know Chris Lada did some of the voice work on their show. Uh, we've mentioned Visionaries before. It'll yeah. certainly be a property we cover. Won't be this year, but because uh, we're already halfway through this yeah, year, we we'll get to. We got the rest of this year planned out, but we'll probably get to it next year, and uh, I like the Visionaries. I watched some of the episodes on YouTube, and I remember as a kid seeing it, but uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a real big big property. Yeah, it's it's like uh, almost like sectars or air raids. Yeah, or something. it had a lot it had, of go- it had a lot going it for it, just like those properties. It, but it wasn't as big yeah. as the other ones. It had a lot going for it, just like those properties, like sectars and all that, yeah. but just never took off. Uh, he said, big toy collector, well, a big Joe toy collector, I'm not an opener, though. The cards are part of the appeal for me. I get that. So sometimes I do save my cards. Now, the 25th anniversary collection that I bought, most of the ones I have are still carded. Okay. Because of space, I just bought them and put them in tubs. And some of them I open, but some of the ones I still have carded because they look exactly the way they did when I was a kid. So yeah. that, that was a big appeal to me. Yeah. Um, most of my stuff's open. Yeah. yeah. Well, most of mine is, and except it, for that. Yeah, if it's not open, it's because I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. So... Uh, he says, what else? I'm in the Air Force. I've been uh, for a little over 13 years now. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank a- you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And I'm su- surprised, surprised, a canine handler, best job in the world. There you go. I agree. I would love to be a canine handler. That would be awesome. I love dogs. So. I got a dog. Yeah. You don't love the dog, though. Why? Well, I, I don't love my dog. You don't love your That's dog. That's my wife's dog. Right. It's your wife's dog. It's, I have my dog. Yeah. I, I, my wife has a dog. Maybe like a Cocker Spaniel mixed dog. Yeah, I have a Labradoodle. Yeah, so Buddy is my dog's name. Buddy, mine's Hannah. We've heard her name mentioned on the show before, I think. Uh, Chuck, I actually talked to you one day on Star Joe's Facebook page. Even got a shout out from you on the show, episode sixteen, I think it was. Made my day, brother. I thank you. Found- hey, hey, <laughs> let's give him another shout out and make his day. Well, we are. No, no, let's do it. What? Let's say hi. <laughs> We're saying hi right now. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> there you go, dude. Day made. So I found this podcast after a friend of mine told me you could find damn near anything on iTunes podcast. Punched up G.I. Joe and no shit found the Star Joes. Yeah, no kidding, right? First podcast I've ever subscribed to and will be a fan until you guys quit making them or I die. Nice. I'm, I'm thinking he might die first. Wow. <laughs> We're going to be, I'm, keep going. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm going until I'm like... Until they just podcasts don't exist. Until they shut us down or right. make us pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> so then we also had uh, Warden43TK show up. There you go. And we will be hearing a lot from him oh, yeah. in a little bit. But he he posted a thread on our forum. Instead of going to the Introduce Yourself uh, thread. Introduce Yourself? Introduce Yourself. He actually went to, he actually made his I own still, thread. I just don't feel so fresh. Right. He actually made his own thread that said, I hate this effing podcast. 
not. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, hello, Star Joe. I thought you did that. No. <laughs> no, I would just say, I hate this co-host. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. So he says, hello, Star Joe's universe. This is Matt in Erie, PA. Matt, what's up? I'm completely new to the forum, so I hope you, I don't screw this up too bad. I'm just ready to say how much I'm really enjoying the Star Joe's podcast. I'm a relatively new comic book reader, starting seriously reading and collecting like three years ago. But I've always no- known about Marvel and some DC characters, even as a kid, mostly through video games and TV shows. And when I started collecting and found out that there, there were these things called podcasts, I fell in love with the idea of a bunch of dudes talking about comic books for a few hours. I started out with Comic Geek Speak, speak which led to Uncanny X-Cast. I'm a big X-Men fan. Sorry. So, not sorry. I'm sorry You're... I'm not so much. <laughs> you are. You, I'm a huge X-Men right. fan. Right. I'm, I'm right. sorry I'm not so much. I just, I You're not at all. <laughs> I like Wolverine. <laughs> right. Keep going. You realize a lot of our listeners... I, a lot of them, I know. It's from bigger Uncan- than what I thought. Okay. Uncanny X-Cast, right? Way bigger than what I thought. I saw like a few select guys in their basement were listening to X-Men. <laughs> no. But hey, it's pretty big from what I understand. Right. We're getting a lot of their listeners. The X-Mans. Right. We're getting a lot of their listeners. Is it the X-Man or X-Men? X-Men. Not the X-Man? No. You can't pluralize it? No. <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, there wasn't a guy, there was a title called X-Man. Which, yeah, that's what I thought. Which was a character. The X-Man. Right. All right, go. But it's the X-Men. All right. So, soon after, and just recently, I found the Star Joes. Like the X-Men, G.I. Joe was one of my favorite properties growing up, so this property was a great fit. Anyway, I listened to about ten episodes in and about in about three days. Wow, he hasn't quit, huh? No. <laughs> Honestly, the first ten are rough. And that was on a vacation. It's supposed to be relaxing. Woo! Why is he listening to us? <laughs> God bless you, dude. Yeah. Uh, and he says, and now I'm getting to the into Transformers thanks to these guys. Nice. I have been a big Star Wars fan in the past, so I'm sure I'll be picking up some occasional trades of that. And with the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book coming in August, I'll be jumping on board with that too. Sounds in, good. In closing, I just want to say fuck you, Chuck and Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I let, he put you first though. Right, of course. <laughs> right after the fuck. I'm the guy you love the hate. Because of your awesome podcast, I'm going to have to make more frequent trip, trips to my comic shop. Keep up the great work, Mac. So, very yeah, cool. Uh, you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> so well, we, It's good stuff to like, though. It really is. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. So we actually did have some voicemails from Matt. And speaking of, before we jump on the voicemails, okay. if any of our listeners want to join the forums, and it's comicforums.com, right. you feel free to post any new threads the, you want to. The comic The comicforums.com. Feel free to post any threads that you want. You can start your own thread. You yep. can start anything you want. We, it, it's our forum, but it's your forum, too. Right. Ours is in the Star Joe universe, not just Ryan and mine. Yeah. We, we, we just moderated. Yeah, we don't. And we haven't deleted anything, so feel free to post I've de- anything. I've deleted some of Chuck's, but yeah. that's because. I think I deleted a multiple po- a duplicate post that right. I put one time, but nothing. Right, no and that's, that's to help them out. Yeah, no content. Yeah. But, yeah, just, avoid, just, avoid, yeah, just avoid porn. We can't have porn on the forum. It's not allowed. In moderation. It's not allowed. Otherwise, CGS guys will boot us out. <laughs> I know it disappoints you, but you can look for porn someplace else besides the forum. That's all that's on the internet is comic books and porn. <laughs> right. Well, we're the comic book side of it. Go to my cookies and that's all you'll find. But anyways, yeah, post post any thread you want. If you have a subject that you think people will be interested in talking about, start a thread for it. You know, that's fine. Like Chuck says, we're not going to moderate the only stuff I've ever had to moderate is Chuck not paying attention to someone already posting information. Yeah, you're like a Nazi with that. Well, you know, when someone already posts a page and a half of information, then you post the same page and a half. Whatever. Maybe you should read what people post first. Mine was more 
better. <laughs> <laughs> Your English isn't more better. <laughs> I know. Go ahead. Never mind. Um, I got oh, nothing. I uh, wanted to speak of forgetting things because you obviously forget that other people post stuff. I do. Um, when we were talking about Burgess Meredith oh, yeah. in the G.I. Joe movie, we said, you know, you said you thought of the Penguin. I said I thought of Clash of the Titans. We did not mention his ultimate role. It's neither of those. What? Rocky's trainer. Oh, Rocky's trainer, yeah. I'm sorry, but that's that's who Burgess Meredith was. He's, you know. Like the guy says, you're going to eat lightning and you're going to crap thunder. You're going to become a very dangerous person. Yeah. So it's like, that. that's who I think of Bur- when I think I of I still Burgess think Meredith. of the penguin. No. Burgess, Rocky's trainer. Go ahead. I don't even know what his name was, but Rocky's trainer. Mick. Mick. There you go. Mick. Cut me, Mick. Yeah, cut me, Mick. Uh, so, yeah. I'd forgive Mick. I don't know. Paul. I didn't want to, I didn't want to offend any Irish people. Oh, I don't, <laughs> yeah, well. I'm not the, the penguin. One, I'm not the one that's offending people. <laughs> we can offend the penguin, go. <laughs> All right, so. And, and apparently I'm, I'm offending everybody. You are. So if I haven't offended you yet personally, just wait. <laughs> It'll come. Well. But it's all in good fun. I mean, yeah, we, we laugh at ourselves. We laugh at each other. That's what we do. I, that's what I do. I, have to laugh or I'll cry. Well, that's so, <laughs> what you do. Oh, good nature driven. <laughs> right, sure. All right, so Matt left us a police call. So Matt left us a voicemail. <laughs> Matt, play it. Okay. What is up, Star Joes? This is Matt Warden, Erie PA, giving you guys a call. Uh, Warden forty three TK on the forums. Just want to leave you guys a quick voicemail, really quick. Uh, just want to say again, thanks for getting me back into GI Joe. Definitely introducing me to Transformers, uh, property I didn't really have a lot of familiarity with, and. Hopefully in August, if IDW comes through, TMNT. Um, I definitely also have to give Uncanny X-Cast a nod. That's how I got into you guys um, and started listening. Um, definitely, you guys are on equal for my favorite podcast right now, and you might have the slight edge just because uh, I love how interactive you guys are on the forums, especially Ryan. It seems like almost every day I'm getting some feedback back from him, which is awesome. Uh, I'm listening right now to episode 27, about halfway through, a little bit more. I've really enjoyed the continuity discussion about what you guys think is the true continuity of Transformers, G.I. Joe, that kind of banner and stuff is always interesting to me. Um, And it says you have Robert Atkins on again, which episode 17 was probably one of my favorite episodes, along with the TMNT episode, because he was just awesome in everything he did. Keep up the good work, guys. Ryan, you're my boy. You're in the Green Lantern Corps. We're in it together. And uh, thanks for all the knowledge of getting me caught back up to speed on stuff I didn't haven't known. Like I said before, you're always on the forums giving me a lot of information, which I really appreciate. Chuck, the true disciple of Larry Hama. Uh, it's ridiculous, man. I actually dropped Real American Hero, but I am going to be picking it up in trade. Only reason I dropped is because I'm getting all the classic G.I. Joe volumes starting from the beginning, reading from there, and then I just want all those that ham of goodness on my bookshelf. Um, also, Chuck, man, you need to put the Four loco shit down. It's going to kill you. Do some research. There's something in it that kills people. My girlfriend's a PA. Google it. I'm telling you. Um, but you did redeem yourself because you said you have a love of Santa Adams, which is my favorite beer. Definitely love the cherry wheat. Uh, so you're all right in my book. Um, and in closing, I'm just going to say we need to get a new NFL collective bargaining agreement um, wrapped up. Being that I am a football coach now, full-time, thanks, Ryan. Um, I don't know if I can handle Chuck with this champ shit anymore. I'm going to probably blow my, blow my brains out if I have to hear anymore. And if we got a lockout for two years, I don't know if I can handle it. Just kidding. 
All right, guys. I'm out. I'll see you on the forums, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Man had a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he had a lot. He'd been listening. Been so. listening, yeah. I love he that. He listened to us on vacation. He had yeah, a, God bless him. Yeah, so uh, saw him as boy because the Green Lantern. I've seen the movie. Yeah. Uh, you've seen it, right? Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that in a moment. Right, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit because someone called in about the Green Lantern movie, That's, too. Yeah, okay. But, uh, but yeah, so he... He's, he likes me at the same time he hates me because every time I give him more information, I tell him like some traits maybe that have maybe something he would like. Something else well, I'll make it. him buy it, but he's like, great, I agree, bad or something. So he's as tired of the champ thing as I am and, and as tired as I think uh, every listener is of I it. may be the only man in America pulling for no football this year. <laughs> you might be. Although I think Rock's still in your corner with the whole champ thing. I think he's still okay with you yeah. with you doing that. Hey, uh, guys, speaking of, on the forums, he did create a thread. Yes. If you're interested in doing the fantasy football with us this year, last year we had eight guys. We want more. Yep. So it's a first-come, first-serve kind of thing. We've already got, I think, four or five guys in already. Yep. So if you guys want to be part of it and you guys want to give me some stuff, <laughs> by all means, join up because I plan on fucking winning a game. No, yeah, but I don't plan on winning. I just plan on Chuck losing. And if Chuck can lose, I will be eternally grateful. So, because <laughs> I, I can't handle this shit anymore either. <laughs> nice. But, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, that was very cool of him uh, to call and leave us a message. Like I said, I, I keep throwing information. I am constantly on the forum. Yeah, hey, that, uh, so. I did quit the Four loco shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink that anymore. But Sam Adams, that's a great beer. I'm thinking about picking you up some more. Cause yeah, I, I do like that. The the cherry wheat's really good. The uh, summer ale's really yeah. good. If if Four loco kills you, I might pick you up like a case of it or something like that. <laughs> nice. Just have another. <laughs> have another. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. It tastes like gas, man. I'm telling you. Well, we no can, wonder it would kill we, you. We can, you know... Lighten it up a hey, little bit. Hey, if you're in so. uh, PA, you should check out the uh, Exploring Multiverse guys. They're in Pennsylvania somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's a small state, so. It's a pretty, pretty big state. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Uh, they're close to they're an hour away from Reading, I guess, cool. wherever that is around there. Well, speaking of the uh, Exploring the Multiverse guys, yeah. uh, Victor left us a voicemail a while back. Victor. And it was one. Remember how I said, I think there was a voicemail I missed. We refuse to play it out of principle? <laughs> no, I just said I think there was one I missed because yeah. we had so many that uh, I wanted to make sure we played it now. It kind of goes back to our talks about free comic book day stuff. So Okay. Uh, and it's before Super Show, as you'll be able to tell from the end of his of his message. So so here's Victor. Hey, Star Joe's. This is Victor from Exploring the Multiverse. Just listen to your latest suck episode. Uh, another great episode, guys. Doing a fine job there. It was great to hear some uh, good turtle stuff. I want to comment on the uh, free comic book day stuff. Uh, first off, no, I will not be picking up the Planeswalker Magic the Gathering comic. Though years ago, I did read um, a couple Magic the Gathering novels, and they are actually really good. I mean, we're talking like early 2000s, I read them. But uh, I have no idea how they're after that. But uh, those early ones really good, actually, just fantasy stuff with, like, minotaurs and stuff like that. Uh, the Civil War Adventures, I'm actually going to be picking that one up. Uh, my father-in-law is a huge Civil War buff, so I think he might be interested in that. Um, if it's good, he likes it, I may actually be buying it for him. And finally, I want to comment on the Atomic Robo. You should be buying Atomic Robo. I am actually, uh, I don't pick it up monthly, but I do have some of the old issues, and I always pick it up every free comic book day. 
uh, one well worth picking up in trade. So they give the Palmer Robo a chance. Uh, it's just fun. They usually go in like five or six issue um, arcs of story, and it's just like this old, uh, it's this robot who is more or less like human, but he's a robot, but he was built by um, Tesla. So if you like Tesla-type robot stuff, um, he also, like, fights back in, like, World War II, and he fights monsters and stuff like that. Really cool. Give him a, give him a chance. But uh, overall, great episode, and uh, keep, it, keep it up, guys. Can't wait to see it. It's a super show. All right. Yeah, man, I'm glad we avoided that guy at Super Show. <laughs> Other than, you know, sharing a room with him. <laughs> yeah. Now, thanks, Victor. Um, uh, one of the things that we're doing here is some of those free comic book day issues that we got will be in the prize package. Yeah. I'm going to donate some of those in the Civil War one he said he mentioned. Yeah. That will be in there as well. Well, it's not going to be in this prize package. The next one. The next one. <laughs> Unless I sneak it. This one's full. You're not this gonna one's sneak, full. You're not going to sneak shit in this one. All right. Well, this I box is full then. And, and just just to let you guys know, we will be drawing the name of the winner in this episode because I said the first episode in June. Well, I know it's late in June, but this is the first episode we recorded in June. So, ta-da. <laughs> ta-da. pull the curtain back a little bit. Yeah. Um, it will we'll draw the name at the end of talking about listener feedback and everything else, and we'll go over what you're going to be getting because I narrowed it all down. So, all right, cool. Um, so it's good stuff. It's all in that box over there, uh, and it's full. It's very full. Very full. And very we'll sneak one very issue. Full. It's really small no, digest. No, no, no. All right. So, uh, I so Atomic, Atomic <laughs> Robo, uh, did you pick it up on Free Comic Book? I don't think so. I did. Did you? It was good. Okay. It's humorous. It's a fun read. I, I, yeah, I liked it. You like Tesla? Yeah, I think I got the Super Dinosaur one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Do you like Tesla? The band? No. I like the band too. Yeah. I got their greatest hits album. Okay. <laughs> but, You're a bigger fan than me. <laughs> well, I don't have like no, that's all I bought was their greatest oh, hits. Oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I didn't buy like every album they have plus their greatest hits. I only I did that with Bon Jovi, but I don't I don't do that with Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> Not I don't follow them on their road trips. But I did um, see um but Bon Jovi you, twice in concert. Yeah. Speaking of but no, go ahead. No. Do you do you know Tesla? <clears throat> the Okay. Never the band we, we no. Just, no. No. <laughs> the, the man, Tesla. No. Oh, oh never mind. Okay, go ahead. So, anyways, you're not even paying attention to me. No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm saying things that require a reaction on your part, and you're looking at your phone. My wife you're is texting You're as right bad now. as Bill on ETM, looking at his phone and everything else. And... I'm going to take this. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're not. <laughs> My wife just texted me that... Uh, we're getting a new freezer. Um, someone's giving us a freezer, so she's pretty excited about that. Okay. And her father is giving us uh, more meat to put in it. Okay. So this couldn't wait till after the show. 
treat meat. <laughs> I understand, but I eat a lot. You know, I understand if like I might have you for a bar if someone's you, dying or something like that. No, no, no death. Just well, yeah. then put the damn phone down. All right. Fuck. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> trying to do a show here. All right, let's get back to show. All right, so uh, so free comic book day. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Yeah, huge, about, huge success. Yeah. So, um, and then we had Matt left us another voicemail. Okay. Yeah. Play that one. So. <laughs> Are you going to listen to this one? <laughs> yeah, I love Matt. Go ahead. It's Victor. No, no I'm just teasing Victor. I love you, too. What up, Star Joes? This is Matt and Erie, uh, Warden43TK on the forums calling. Uh, I'm calling you because, actually, yesterday I went and saw the Green Lantern uh, live-action movie, and I know, obviously, Mr. Royal Lantern is a fan, and he's probably going to go see it at some point. Um, overall, I did like the movie. I'm not saying it's the best thing ever, you know, Oscar quality or anything. Um, some of my beefs, I mean, I... I Originally, when I saw the costume, I hated it, but in the movie, it actually didn't work. It worked pretty well, um, but I hated the mask. I thought it was too cheesy. It looked really fake, and they could have did a little something better with the CG. Also, I want my parallax to look more like a lizard, less like a phony Wizard of Oz character. You know, don't look behind the curtain kind of guy. I want my parallax to look like a lizard, but whatever. You know, my stance on those movies, as long as they're entertaining somewhat, you know, I'll be happy because they're going to completely, you know, destroy and rape the continuities and all that stuff. So I don't get too bent out of shape on that. But uh, one of the other main reasons I'm calling is because when I was talking to Ryan on the forums, we said that these movies need to take an opportunity of having these large audiences of trying to get some people to read comics, you know, get them into the stores, uh, in stock trades, DCBS, that kind of thing. And I said the one thing they should do after this movie is have a screen that says read the comic have some of the Jeff Johns trade paperbacks, you know, on the screen for a couple seconds. And lo and behold, what happened? Read the comics, and there was a trade there. So a bunch of pictures of the Jeff Johns trade. So I don't like to toot my own horn all the time, but i got to say I called that one, Ryan, uh, with your help as well, too, though, so I won't take all the credit. Um, I also started listening to the most recent G.I. Joe the Movie episode while I was cleaning. I'm loving it. Um, you guys are killing it. I'm really glad that you decided to do that. Uh, I remember watching that movie as a kid for the first time, you know, in like 93, well after it came out, and hearing that intro and seeing all that, and it was so patriotic, and I don't think I'm a little bitch or anything, but at the time, I was crying. I, I wasn't crying. I was to the point of crying because it was just such an awesome introduction. Also, through this episode, I'm glad to finally know that Chuck is a racist. Uh, he loves stereotypical versions of minorities, including blacks and Hispanics, and doesn't watch BT because uh, he doesn't understand what they're talking about. I kid, I kid. I'm just kidding. I'm black, and uh, I don't even watch BT because I don't understand what they're talking about sometimes. But don't want to take too much of your time up, guys. It's a great episode. Glad you decided to do it. And uh, i got to get to my local comic shop and pick up my books for the week anyway. So I will uh, talk to you guys later. Peace. All right. All right. So, you know, um, the most disturbing thing he said in there, he's going to his local comic shop to pick up his books. He doesn't use DCBS. Yeah. Do it. You <laughs> save so much more money, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I we went and saw the Green Lantern. Not together. Not but, together, right. Yeah, I went to a special uh, midnight screening of it. Right. Uh, which was great. I had work the next day, so. I called off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I went with poor member Wolfman Z, uh, Nick, on the forums there. And w- I, w- I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was okay. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, the mask did 
I didn't really care for the mask. A yeah. lot of people say that. But. When it comes to the mask, the thing that bugged me with it is they pretty much kept it CG the whole time. Yeah. Where I would have liked it, I understand the CG to make it appear and disappear, mm-hmm. but then like have a mask, like some type of prosthetic on his face or something yeah. like that. And a little more tangible. And I, I wish they would have spent less time on Earth, more time in yeah. space or on Oa. That was my favorite stuff. Yeah. Like more I, interaction with other lanterns. Yeah. You got a little bit of Tomar Ray, a little bit of Kilowog. Kilowog. More of Sinestro, but right. I, I, that's all I got, though. Right. But they did, spoiler, and, they did set it up nicely at the end right. where there potentially could be a sequel, and you may get more interaction with right. the, them that way. More so, the core and Sinestro. And I understand they have to do a, an origin story the first one. Yeah, and that's the they thing. They do that all the time. That's but. the thing I, reali- I was realizing while I was watching it, too, and why I didn't give it too much of a hard time is because you have to set up the Earth stuff because the guy comes from Earth. Like, you have right. to set up where... Some kind of Earth yeah, thing. you have to set up his roots and where he comes from and everything like that. The same thing with Thor, because Earth takes a part of his origin. He was banished to Midgard, right. which is Earth. Right. And so. I like the Asgard stuff more than I liked the Earth stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so no, no doubt. The same thing with the Green Lantern. I like more of the Oa stuff than I did the Earth stuff. Yeah. Um, I love the constructs. The constructs were the thing I was most worried about, because how do you make green things look real and not totally hokey. Hokey, yeah. And they did the a good job. The machine gun thing you did with the swords looked really good. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and there was a lot, too. Like, I was also afraid that, fist, yeah. that you were going to see, like, three or four constructs and they were all going to be in the trailer. But he had, like, you know, he had to hold up rocks against Kilowog during his or training. shield, yeah. And built, yeah, did a shield thing and everything else. And people said that the shield looked like the Captain America shield, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. So, so that was all cool. Like, you know, he... he I wish Kilowog would look a little bit different, more like what we did in the comics. Oh, see, of, I liked him. I didn't think he looked... I, I didn't think he looked bad. Yeah. I, I just wish he looked a little bit more yeah. like he did in the comics. Like a big pink pig? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they did a good job with him. I liked No, him. no, I'm not saying he wasn't bad. I just, yeah. you know, yeah. my own personal preference. I don't know. I liked him. Tomar Ray looked more like he did in the comics. No, he doesn't. He did a little he, bit. Kilowog looks more like the comic version Really? Of I disagree. Yeah, no. I disagree a lot. You're on crack. Wow. <laughs> Right. I got, I got. Apparently, I'm hooked on cocaine. Right. Um, but Sinestro looked like he did. Right. I mean, his eyes were the same color as his head, you know, same pigment, you know, everything like that. So. I'm looking for Tomar Ray. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I, I think he looked a lot like he did in no. the cartoon. You're smoking. No, I mean, but the face-wise, not the, the, the. No, he doesn't at all. He looked like a fish, dude. He doesn't look like a fish in the comic. <laughs> Whatever. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'll show you later. I can't find him. That's all right. But, he, no. Kilowog looked more like his comic version than Tomar Ray did. I'll show you... He's a Green Lantern fan. I'll show, not, you, I'll show you a Tomar Ray figure that's from the comic, and I'll show you a Tomar Ray figure that's from the movie. All right. They look totally different. All right. Um, but so does Kilowog in the movie. Figure. Not as much. All right. So. Anyway, San Diego Comic Con <laughs> exclusive Kilowog yes. figure. Yes, from the uh, movie, ma- movie yeah. version. Mattel, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's huge. Yeah, it's enormous. San Diego Comic Con exclusive, guys. So, um, so yeah, so I, I like the movie. Yeah, I put it on for me. I put it on the same quality with flaws and everything else as I did Thor. I was telling you, I liked Thor. I liked Green Lantern. I would put Green Lantern higher than Thor because I like the character more than Thor. Right, and I, I would put Thor higher than right. Green Lantern because I, I like the character, and I think there was more battles in right. Thor. Now, above both of those, I like X-Men First Class better. 
I haven't seen that one. And that's awesome. That's I've a, seen Kung Fu Panda 2. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me and the wife took the kids. How was that? Kung Fu Panda. It, was, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Okay. If you like Kung Fu Panda 1, you'll like Kung Fu Panda 2. Um, but yeah, X-Men First Class. A lot of action in that one. X- you know what? There was more action in Kung Fu Panda 2 than there was in both of those movies. Okay. More fights. Well, yeah, you got to entertain kids. I know. Can't have kung fu. You can't have little. I need a panda doing kung fu. Right. You can't have character moments. No. (laughs) There's no character development. Well, yeah, a little bit of his backstory, I guess. Spoiler on Poe. (laughs) But the uh, the X Men First Class is like a good movie. Yeah. Aside from being a comic book movie, it's just a good movie. Yeah, I'll I'll watch it eventually. I'll you know red box it some year, some twenty years down the line when it's on TNT when it's streaming when. Roadhouse and, and Star Wars aren't on television. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Father's Day, uh, this past Father's Day, Spike TV had the whole uh, Star Wars on. So that was way, way to tell them in Red You missed it. <laughs> you guys missed it. So next Father's Speaking Day. Speaking of missing things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You missed uh, a new show based on one of our properties that we cover. Well, Voltron. It's not really something we cover yet, but we're going not to. Not yet, but that's because there's not a current comic out right now. Yeah. Well, there was a cartoon. I didn't miss it. Yes. I was getting ready to go to the midnight screening of Green Lantern, so I missed it. But this it. was on before then. Right, I was prepping. <laughs> you got to prep for Nick? Mentally. <laughs> I was getting my drink on. I'm not going to lie. That's why you didn't fully understand the whole Green Lantern movie. <laughs> could have been. Could have been. Um, but no, Voltron was good. All right. The beginning of it scared the hell out of me. Okay. Because the fir- first five, ten minutes were horrible. It was god-awful. And then they got into it, and they really did a lot of... Uh, keeping stuff from the old cartoon run and everything else in it. So I thought it was done pretty well, like enough that I'll keep watching it. What channel was it on? It was on Cartoon, uh, or Nicktoons. Nicktoons, okay, Nickelodeon. Yeah, well, not Nickelodeon. Nicktoons. Nicktoons. Okay. It's different than Nickelodeon. There's a Nickelodeon channel, there's a Nicktoons channel. There's also a Nick Jr. Right. Okay. You want to watch Nicktoons. Okay. So... There you go. I made the mistake of trying to find that on Nickelodeon. I was like, where the hell is this thing? And I went online and said Nicktoons. I was like... That's what I thought I looked up. I'm not a five-year-old, so I don't know these things. No, that, that's Nick Jr. Right. <laughs> Five-year-olds probably know the difference, though, between all three channels is what I'm saying. Probably, yeah. So, um, oh, one other thing tied into stuff we cover as mm-hmm. far as going back to the Green Lantern movie. When he tries to recite the oath. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He says, by the power of Skull." <laughs> that was the best part of the no, It was good. It was funny. That cracked me up. I, I, got, I laughed out loud. Yeah, I wanted to text you as soon as I saw it and was like, I know why you like this movie now. <laughs> Starfighter, did you see the image he put on the forums? Of what? The, oh, yeah. Custom, uh, guy, he bought the custom figure, the He-Man yeah. the, uh, Green Lantern. Yeah, it was He-Man as a Green Lantern movie version. Yeah. And then did you see the comment that you put on after that? What? Like what you said? Yeah. It was? Yeah. Is as if you and I had a baby? Yeah. Yeah, I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> That's what it would look like. I don't ever want to think about you and me having a baby, ever. Well, it's like, um, what was that movie where Arnold and Or the and process Danny, involved in getting there. What was the movie Arnold and Danny had twins, where one was pregnant? Is that what it was? I didn't watch that movie. Oh, well, whatever. It looked horrible. It was. <laughs> Why would I want to watch it? I don't know. You like Green Lantern, I like the He-Mans. It was a combo of both of us. I understand. No, not of us. <laughs> of the There's no like. us other than the show. <laughs> <laughs> don't even think about me that way. I don't want to, but you put it out there, and I think even Starfighter said, yeah, Chuck could have worded that better. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get a figure like that, and we need to make one. Okay. I'm just saying, it was really cool. We have some more voicemails. 
All right. Hey, thanks for the voicemails, guys. Keep them coming. Yeah. So, uh, so you remember our pal uh, JD? Yeah. Who who we assumed was drunk when he called us. So he left us a couple of voicemails. Nice. So uh, here's the first one from him. Hey guys, it's JD from New York. Um, have you guys seen Green Lantern's Emerald Knight yet? The new DC animated movie. I recommend it. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's uh, not great, not quite as good as First Light was, but it stands up. And I'm looking forward to going to see the movie this weekend, even if it does suck ass. I'm hoping it doesn't. But you know, the real reason I'm calling is I was thinking about the whole Chewbacca is a sidekick. No, Chewbacca is not a sidekick. Think of it this way. What was Larry Appleton before Belky Bartokamus came along? Nothing. Belky completed Larry. So, Chewbacca completes Han. Han, without Chewbacca, is just boring. Or Leia's henpecked husband. So, you gotta have Chewie to have Han. You have to have Belky to have Larry. So... I think that should end the argument. All right, y'all take it easy. Bye. And that's what we like to call the perfect strangers theory. Yeah. <laughs> that did it. That argument over. Anytime you can pull in a '80s sitcom show to call us to support your argument or your theory, yeah, you pretty much win. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Debate over. You have your roadhouse. I have my balcony. Balcony. <laughs> So, uh, I did watch, uh, you haven't watched it yet, because I, I have it, so I figured I'll let you borrow it at some point, but um, the Green Lantern movie, that just the animated one. The animated one, yeah. Uh, that just came out. I don't like... I did see First Flight, I didn't really care for it. I liked First Flight. It was okay. It was, yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't one of the it was good. that DC did. It was good, and even as a Green Lantern fan, I would just say it was good. Um, I enjoyed it, right. but that was about it. Same thing here. Now, I, it, it wasn't seeing the other DC... You know, yeah, cartoon direct ones that are out. I like them better. Now, not to go against JD, but I really like this one better than First Flight. Okay, you get a lot more of the core. You get to see little stories of each one. Uh, I really like the uh, training of Kilowog. That was freaking awesome. Uh, it's a little gritty. Okay. Uh, it's definitely not. Me- I don't think it's really meant for little kids. I think there's a few cuss words and okay. blood and stuff like that. Blood, guts, spit. Well, a lot of those little shorts, like the Jonah Hex and the uh, Spectre trade, not really meant for kids. Yeah. No, no, not at all. But, uh, yeah, they're like blood and guts and spitting ass. So. Spitting ass? Yeah. <laughs> I ate some burritos one time. There's, spit there's, a, there's a... That's not good. There's a Damon Wayans movie, Major Pain. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Where he's telling little kids a bedtime story, and he's talking about a train that fell off the tracks, and he's yeah. like, and everywhere you went, it was blood and guts and spitting ass. And one, two... Charlie rigged a bridge with plastic explosive. Just as the little engine was making his way across the dresser. Wow! Explosion happened. Blood and guts and spitting ass was everywhere. And bubble comes crawling out the back door. So, um, so yeah, I really like the animated, uh, and yeah, the Chewbacca debate put to rest. So apparently it's over. All right, so uh, JD left me on. JD left another voicemail. Hell yeah! Oh, what's up, fuckers? It's JD. I uh, I just got out of going to see Green Lantern. 
Not bad. I like the movie. I was skeptical about it. I was reading all the bad press about it. The reviews are abysmal, but the movie wasn't bad. It was too short. It was an hour and 45 minutes long, and I think they could have gone with a flat two hours. Um, in my opinion, it was too much about Hal Jordan and not enough about the Green Lanterns, nor the Green or uh, about the core. Um, the guy in the movie theater with me is like, but it's not supposed to be about the core. I'm like, the fuck it's not. Because, yeah, Green Lanterns, on their own, they're cool. But as the core, they're badass. But the uh, the, uh, the 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 movie posters and the stand-ups in the theater and shit, yeah, they're misleading. I was rather disappointed by how little of a car Kilowog and Tomar Ray and the uh, rest of the core had. I mean, the guy that played Sinestro did a phenomenal job. And Sinestro, I think, did have a big enough part, but yeah, the rest of it was too hell, Jordan. So, um, not bad. I'm glad Guy Gardner wasn't in the movie. That's all I have to say. But uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys, I'm sure you guys are probably gonna go see it. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and recommend it, um, even though the toys suck serious ass. And the six-inch ones don't, but. I don't buy the six-inch toys. I stick to three and three-quarter-inch figures all the time, so. But, uh, yeah, go fucking see the movie. And uh, Chewbacca's still not a sidekick. Take it easy. All right, so. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> fucking love it. So I like that he's comfortable enough now calling us fuckers. That, that, yeah. That's cool. That's, that's cool. I'm fine cool. with that, yeah. He can do it. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, keep leaving voicemails like that. That was awesome. <laughs> That'll get your blade. Yeah. Um, yeah, we pretty much said pretty much the same stuff. I mean... I agree. Hopefully the same. Mo- the next movie's called Green Lantern Core or yeah. The Core or something like that so we can see more. Yeah, and we're all glad Guy Gardner wasn't in there. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Guy Gardner. I like him, but... I like a lot of the other lanterns before him, so right. um, I'm gonna see what Bill has to think about no Kyle Rayner in a movie. I think he was probably not happy, but I think he, he probably understood why. Might have been in his popcorn. Oh well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Oh well. Sorry. So uh so yeah, that that was awesome. Anytime yeah. anytime someone wants to call us right after seeing a movie. That's awesome. Go right ahead. Now the figure thing you mentioned, three and three quarters versus six inch. I was mostly three and three quarter figure for the longest time. I'm getting out of that and going away and cycling two six inch figures. Yeah. I just like them a little bit better. There's a little bit more detail. Right. Uh, better face sculpts. The articulation more. Yeah. The articulation yeah. doesn't hurt the figure as much because you have bigger pieces to work with the articulation. Um, yeah. The Green Lantern three and three quarter inch figures do suck. They're yeah, they're horrible. I don't, yeah. I don't like them either. Um, the six inch ones movie figures are actually good. They actually made me buy them, and that was before I saw the movie, so it wasn't like I was hopped up on the movie and then said, I gotta go get a figure. That's, right. that's Chuck. That's me. <laughs> uh, I, I did that for Iron Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> I walked over after the movie, went to a Borders, and they had the uh, Marvel Select mm-hmm. Borders exclusive Iron Man with a removable faceplate, and you saw right. Tony Stark in there. Bought it. Yeah. Uh, Thor, I already had bought the Marvel Select Thor right. before I seen the movie. So after Green Lantern... Unfortunately, the way I saw it, everything was closed because I got out at like two in the morning. Right. But everything was closed. But I, I may want to pick up one of those six-inch figures just yeah. because. I like them. Uh, they actually. I already have the DC uh, classic. Classic one. Yeah. yeah. They've done a good job with the movie figures, the six-inch ones. Yeah. The three and three-quarter-inch ones are horrible. Yeah, I don't like. Them I don't at like all. them yeah. at all. But yeah, the other stuff pretty good. 
Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Green Lantern animated series that's going to be coming out this fall. Mm, they yeah. showed some trailers of that. Yeah, that looks amazing. So, all right. So, uh, we also heard from uh, Chewy. He called and left us a couple voicemails as well. Nice. So here's the first one from Chewy. Gentlemen, it's Chewy. Uh, let's see. It's about uh, not quite midnight on the way home. Just calling. Uh, just got done with the latest episode. Chuck, I normally agree with you, but you, sir, are an idiot. Chewy is not, absolutely not, a sidekick. I'm sorry. It's, uh, that's really all I had to say. Hope things are well. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. Bye. I think I found my new ringtone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chuck, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, thanks for calling. <laughs> I gotta hang with that cat. That's, that's gonna make me be my new favorite soundbite for our episode. Yeah. Chuck, you're an idiot. Yes. Nice. So, so thank you for that, Chewie. Yeah, thanks for calling. Cause, cause what do we got? That part's gonna be played a lot of times. <laughs> Chuck, you, sir, are an idiot. Ah, uh, crap. <laughs> the, the other thing I like, too, because uh, we've had this happen before already, is everyone calls in or posts on the forums and says, I normally side with Chuck. Yeah. But. but. <laughs> and I'm starting to think they don't side with you ever. <laughs> Maybe they do. No, because every time they say something, I normally side with Chuck, but in this case, and I'm like, well, where's the cases where you do side with Chuck? That's what I want to know. And those are quiet. Right. <laughs> Also, I think what it is is when we first started, I might have been the hero. Now I'm turning heel. No, I think people at first were like, ooh, he's refreshing, and now they're going, Chuck, he's an ass. You're an idiot. <laughs> right. <laughs> I grow on you like that. Yeah. Like a fungus. Yeah. First you're like, oh, no big deal. And then you're yeah. like, ooh, there, there goes my foot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like a hemorrhoid, I guess. First, not so much, and then yeah. all of a sudden you got a, you know elbow deep in your ass. Right. That's right? <laughs> um, annoying. Right. So... We're moving forward. <laughs> the other thing that I like that he well also I wanted to point out that well keep in mind this is coming from a man named Chewy sure who goes by Chewy sure saying Chewy's not a sidekick sure can you take that opinion as fact perfect strangers theory Balky <laughs> Balky so anyways um, I've also noticed in the whole sidekick thing that no one's called to say he is a sidekick I mean no one. There's been some people on the forum to say that. No one's called. No, no maybe not called. <laughs> people, Are you not playing those calls now? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I'll play them if they call, but they didn't call. So, okay, yeah. okay. Um, the one's wrong but me. No. The other thing I noticed <laughs> is between JD and Chewy's voicemails, JD called, referred to us as fuckers. Chewy refers to us as gentlemen. <laughs> gentlemen. So, gentlemen. Chewy, Chewy, gentlemen. So, doctor, doctor, and doctor. I like both. Yes. I'm, I'm okay I'm with okay both. both. So, uh, so, one more voicemail from Chewy. Gentlemen, it's Chewy. It is, um, let's see, I just got done listening to your uh, commentary on G.I. Joe the movie. Uh, I noticed in there that uh, you guys called me out for being a drunk. I wasn't quite sure if I should uh, be offended by that or not, but then again, I thought about it, and most of the time when I call you guys, I'm hammered, so uh, I'll give you guys a pass on that one. Uh, let's see, just uh, real quick, I, I kind of think, I, I didn't really hate the movie as much as you guys did. Um, I kind of view uh, that flick as kind of like the Star Wars prequel. Um, they happened. I just kind of ignore them. Uh, one thing, though, that was kind of interesting, if you listen to the soundtrack, not the soundtrack, but you listen to that movie, uh, you can hear they are sampling Star Wars throughout. You can hear lightsabers. 
you can hear the trench run uh, from Star Wars, and at one point you can even hear Vader. Uh, the best times to listen to it are um, in the first BET battle, um, and then uh, at the last BET battle, uh, you can clearly hear lightsabers clashing, you can hear TIE fighters flying, and uh, in that original scene, you can actually hear Vader breathing at one point. Uh, keep up the great work. Uh, hopefully, I will get an opportunity to uh, hang out with you guys shortly. And uh, until then, I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one, guys. Thanks. All right. Let me point out by saying that Chewie's the gentleman I, I drank the four loco with. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, I actually, after hearing that voicemail, I actually went back and listened. Yeah. And you can distinctly hear stuff when you're listening for it. And they even said, like, they sampled a lot of different things. They yeah. probably didn't want to come right out and say, they sampled Star Wars. <laughs> well, they, I know they used some of the Transformers. <clears throat> yeah, they sound. definitely used Transformers. But they said that out, outright because they could, because it was pretty much the same pro, you know, people owning it. Right. I don't think they wanted to come out and say, we stole stuff from Star Wars. Lucas, please don't screw us over. <laughs> it could have been that, so yeah. Um, Let's keep that on the DL, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Hasbro going bankrupt. You, you can hear it, uh, yeah. so that's cool. Speaking of hearing things and noticing things, one of the th- going back to the Green Lantern movie, one of the things that I did notice in the movie, I could be wrong, but there was hints, subtle, subtle hints of Superman, John Williams Superman, in the music. Hmm. Like when I would hear him doing heroic stuff, like flying off or something like that, I swear to God when I was listening, it sounded like a little bit like the John Williams Superman. Maybe you wanted it to sound like that because you like that well, music so much. Well, no, I'm wondering if they purposely did that to, Maybe. to give an emotional connection yeah. Like, this is DC, you know, type Maybe, yeah. music or something like that. Um, the other thing, I was listening to CGS talking about their movie review, and Adam Murdo mentioned in, in the movie the dance that Hal and uh, Carol have. Yeah. The song, I can't remember the name of the song, but I think he said it came, that song, he recognized it because it was one of his mom's favorite songs. Yeah, it's an older song. Yeah. It came out, I want to say, April, I could be totally wrong here, the month but and year that he said, but it was like, I think he said April of 1959 or something like that, which is the first appearance, it's showcase number 22 came out that same month, which is the first appearance of Hal and Carol. Oh, okay. So uh, he's like, I'm sure that was not done by accident. It was probably a little nod to that first appearance of Hal and Carol. So, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, hey. Um, I like those little touches in movies where you don't know it until you do some research and everything else. So, uh, so thanks to you. That was awesome information. Yeah. So, we gotta hang. Yeah. And you can call Chuck an idiot as much as you want. Yeah, that person. Want, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, that was all the listener questions and so, comments and everything else. This is a mask episode, right? right. Well, <laughs> we got one more thing to do for the Woo! listeners before we get into the mask part. What's that? We had a contest. We did. And for those of you guys that didn't enter and want to know what the answer is, the answer was Mega Man. Yes. Because probably November, I'm thinking, we will do a spotlight on Mega Man. We'll talk about the uh, video games. There's a comic book series that's out right now. Uh, There was cartoons. There was a lot of stuff out with Mega Man. Right. Mostly video games. Mostly video games. Mostly video games. So, here's the stuff that the winner's going to get. I finally narrowed down. I picked the best of the best stuff that I could that we had stashed away. So, we have some free comic book day stuff. Uh, the winner will receive all these items. 
and they'll be contacted. So probably by the time you hear this, you'll already been contacted and told you were the winner. So there's the Dark Crystal Mouse Guard Free Comic Book Day. There's, not that. I want that. No, you can't have that. I want that. I don't have that one. I don't care. There's stop the the thing that Chuck's talking don't, about. Don't say the name. Yes, I'm going to say the name. The <laughs> the thing that Chuck's talking about is the it's an action figure Star Wars Captain Rex on the blue card. Yeah, I don't have that one. I don't care. I see. You didn't enter. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to win. Right. We also had uh, Cad Bane. Yeah. Which come which this is the version that actually comes with uh, Toto 360, which is little assistant droid. Then we have uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Which uh, he comes with this lightsaber, and he's got the that's the Clone Wars version. The Clone Wars version that comes with he's got his uh, the white forearm bracers on and everything else. So very cool figure there. Then we got a hardbound version of Starcraft trade paperback. Then we got a bunch of free comic book day stuff. I'm going to pull a bunch of these out. All right, go ahead. So I can just go I'm through just them quickly. One at a time to be cool, but no, whatever. Well, I'm going to say them one at a time. All right, but, go ahead. Uh, I put them in a certain order in there, so that's, that's why. That's fine. Go ahead. So. We got uh, War of the Supermen, issue zero, which came out last year. And then we have Green Lantern Special Edition, free comic book day. We have Amazing Spider-Man, which came out this year. Captain America Thor, which came out this year in free comic book day. Uh, Young Justice, Batman, Brave and the Bold, Super Sampler, came out this year. Sonic the Hedgehog, which actually came out last year. I believe this is the one from last year. The Tick, which came out last year from free comic book day. Bongo Comics, the 2010 and 2011 edition. Whoa. Super Dinosaur, which Chuck mentioned earlier, that and that tells his origin, and that's written by Robert Kirkman. Then we have G.I. Joe. This is not the free comic book day stuff. Yeah. G.I. Joe, uh, IDW, issue number 23, signed by Robert Atkins. Yes. So you got that going for you. Then to get you up to speed on some of the stuff that's happening in G.I. Joe, we have G.I. Joe Cobra Civil War number zero. Which it has, this is the Tom Feaster cover. Then, these are, these are a big deal. We have G.I. Joe IDW number one, which is part of the whole Cobra Civil War. This is the incentive cover. cover. Wow, you're giving those away. I'm huh? giving it away. Wow, look at you. The incentive cover to that. The incentive cover to Snake Eyes number one. Wow. So it's not just the cover, you're getting the full issue. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's the full issue with the incentive cover. I like that cover. It's Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow standing back yep. to back. And then we have Cobra Civil War Cobra, number one. Again, the incentive cover edition. I wish I could have won. Yeah. So we give out good stuff. Unlike yeah. some other podcasts that throw <laughs> out little junky, these are comics that the cover's coming off of. Wow. We, we give good comics out. That, that reside in PA, call them out. <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh, IDW. Uh, this is a reprint. It's G.I. Joe, Real American Hero number one. It's the dollar reprint. The Honey Hunter Penny Press. Right, Hunter Penny Press. Cobra. Yeah, G.I. Joe Marvel number one, it's a reprint. Of that. Yep, G.I. Joe Cobra number one, the IDW reprint of that. The reprint of Thor number seven, which was done by Marvel, that started the JMS, JMS run. Right. Ultimate Spider Man number one, that's a reprint also. Uh, reprint of Ultimate X Men number one. Uh, <clears throat> X Force number one, reprint of that. Uh, House of M number one reprint of that, and IDW hundred penny press reprint of the Rocketeer, which I heard was completely redone with new coloring and everything else. So very cool there. Free comic book day, Star Wars Clone Wars. You heard us talk about that in a recent episode. That's the one where we got uh, Darth Maul's brother. Right, Savage presses in there, and it's Avatar on the back. No right. reason to flip it over. Right. Now we got the old Marvel. 
comic run of uh, Star Wars. It's number 18 of that. And that came out in December. Yep. I don't know what year, but it's 35-cent comic, so it's kind of old. It's kind of old. Uh, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, the Marvel run, number 36, number 44, number 51, number 55, number 57, number 60, number 94, and number 135. So some classic G.I. Joe comics in there. Then we have G.I. Joe Special Missions by Marvel, number one. Number one. Number four. Number one's worth some money. Yep, and number four of that series. Then we have Mask. Speaking of Mask, the first issue of the actual series. There was a nine-issue series that was done, and this is the first issue of that. So you got that going for you. Then we have G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, done by IDW, number 166. This has Snake Eyes on the cover. I had two copies, or 156, I'm sorry. 156. So it's the very first full issue that came out after the free comic book day issue. I just happened to have an extra issue of it, so I figured I'd throw it in there. Uh, Voltron, done by Image, number zero. That started the whole Voltron run with Image and Devil's Do. Then we have Devil's Do Voltron, number four and number five. Trade Paperbacks, Transformer Spotlight Volume 3, which has a whole bunch of goodness in there. Again, it's Trade Paperback. Then we have Top Cow First Look. It's a bunch, it's a trade paperback full of little one shots that of new series that were coming out, and they're signed by a lot. This trade is actually signed by a lot of the artists and creators that worked on this trade. So it's awesomeness there. Don't say this that one. No, you're not getting this. I don't have that. I don't care. But I want that. It's for the listeners. This is enough. No. It's never enough for the listeners. But I want that. I don't care. Then buy it yourself. If you guys win, mail is back. <laughs> Ryan won't give it it's to me. It's Superman, Batman, Big Noise Trade, which actually covers, uh, let's see, which issues does this cover here? Of the Superman, Batman series. It covers issues number 64, 68 through 71. Wow. So... This is this is all. That's all you're getting. That's that's not that's, all. That's a that's lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So and like right. I said, you got incentive covers. You got signed editions. You've got old school Larry Hama, GI Joe. You got Blues. lots of goodness in there. So we had eight or nine entries. Yes. Thank you, everybody who entered. And I'm just gonna shuffle them up. I pr- printed them out and I uh, cut them up. And I'm going to have Chuck actually draw the name out, so this way it's all fair. So and gonna, we have a Thundercats 10. We're going to place them in there. Thundercats 10. And Chuck can go ahead and draw the name of the winner. I have one copy here, one sheet of paper. The winner... Is Anthony. Anthony. There you go. Who we met at uh, Super Show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I have not sent him his Kit Fisto figure yet. So. <laughs> if he could swap one of those out. So, no. I need that Captain Rex. You're not getting the Captain Rex. Ah, come on. <laughs> so, Anthony, uh, I will be contacting you. I already have your address, so I'll probably just ship out your prize out to you. So, thank you very much. Yeah, for, thanks for to everybody who entered. Uh, we got a huge response from this contest yeah. here, so it was really great. A lot bigger than last time, so. Yeah. So, and now that you've heard all the stuff you could win in our contest, hopefully next time we have a contest, you'll enter. Well, we've already got some stuff signed, uh, ready to go for the next contest. Yep. There is some mask uh, comics 
Mass comics, more GI Joe Joe comics, more Transformer stuff. Yeah, there's a lot more stuff. We've got a lot of stuff, and we'll have more action figures by then, and everything else. It'll probably be later this year, probably closer to Christmas time. There may be before, maybe before Christmas, so they can well, so they can have it by Christmas, right? I guess that's what I'm saying. So, right. All right. So, congratulations, Anthony, and uh, congratulations. So now let's uh, let's get into that Batman Superman trade back to me. No, do not do it. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I really want that. Mail I don't. Back. I don't care. You can buy your own. I'll, I'll pay the postage. Mail that shit back. No, don't mail it back. <laughs> I'm um, just teasing. Uh, yeah, congratulations. That's a lot of stuff. Uh, so, so help me God, you try to sneak out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to put it in my bag now. Go ahead. Um, all right. So uh, turn around. Move. Let's no. All right. Let, so let's get a mask. Let's yeah. talk some mask. So. So, uh, so mask, yeah, mobile armor strike command with a K. Catchy theme song too. Yes, very catchy theme song. I liked it. Uh, yes, well, good because you you hear it twice in this episode. So. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, most most theme songs for cartoons back then they were really good. Yeah, they were good, kind of and, and they pretty much told you what the show was about. Exactly. Yeah, that was awesome. I did hear. I did watch a show recently that tried to do that. I yeah. can't remember what it was. It was horrible. They well, did a horrible, this horrible a little, job. It, it sounds like, like almost like Night Ranger or something. Like yeah, that. and they actually kind of put some rock rocky behind it. to it. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, anyways, Mask. For those of you who don't know, uh, it was a lot of things, but yeah. it was a cartoon series directed by several uncredited Japanese studios. Thank you. <laughs> and produced by French American DIC Enterprises Inc. So Dick did it. The, the Dick stuff, right? And also a toy line of the same name, which sold by Kenner. Yeah, Kenner did everything back then. Which turned into Hasbro. Well, Hasbro bought them, yeah. yeah. A total of 75 syndicated episodes of Mask were broadcasted from 1985 to 1986. We got a lot of cartoons back then. Yeah. Like, you got a lot of episodes in two years. Well, yeah, there was uh, basically a whole year's worth of cartoons. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, for those of you who don't know, to get an idea of what it was, it was kind of a hybrid of that era's... Uh, popular cartoons of G.I. Joe and Transformers. It right. was basically, you had a group of, they weren't really military, military but they're like, they were kind of like a special force. Special unit. Yeah, yeah, special unit that had vehicles that transformed into other vehicles. Or right, other from a, maybe like a, you know, a car to a plane. Plane, right. Uh, it featured a special, oh, here we go, it featured a special task force uh, led by Matt Tracker. Matt Tracker, yeah. Uh, with transforming vehicles engaged in an ongoing battle against the criminal organization Venom. Do you remember close what, to Cobra? Right. Do you remember what Venom stood for? Oh man, it was tough. I I, no, I would not I would that. not know it if I hadn't looked it up. It's vicious evil network of mayhem. Okay. Uh, That's and funny because Miles Mayhem. Right. The the leader of them was known as his name was Miles Mayhem. So that they did that back then. They'd yeah. Like, they like I like acronyms. Yeah. Not only that, but they'd be like. Cool, we should have his name be Evil. <laughs> Dr. Evil. They had emphasis on super-powered helmets called masks, uh, worn by the characters on the show. 
Right, um, and they could uh, portray like holograms, or they could lift things with their masks. Every mask could do something different, special, yeah, something special. different, individual. On the cartoon, it almost seemed like each mask could do anything yeah. like that they needed. But in the comic and in the toy, it was very specific about what the mask, each person's mask could do. Could do yeah, um, they did that a bit in the cartoon, but it seemed like I said I watched a couple episodes of it recently. Yeah, you can find this stuff on YouTube, guys. Yeah, I watched it when I was a kid, but I watched a couple episodes recently on YouTube. And it just seemed like anytime they needed their mask to do something, it was able to do it. So I, where I lived at growing up as a kid, I don't remember this cartoon being on at all. Yeah, unless it was on against something else, like if it was on against Thundercats or Transformers, it, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I watched it. it. It was one of those shows, probably for me. Like if there was a rerun of GI Joe and I saw it, I would look to see what other cartoons were on, and that's how I ended up watching so many '80s shows. Yeah, because I would watch a rerun, but I would prefer to watch something new. Yeah, so. Um, the original series focused mainly on vehicles and characters from the original 1985 toy line. Uh, more characters were introduced as the toy line expanded with the second wave in 1986. The format for the last season of the show featured a racing theme to correspond with the theme of the third wave of mass toys. So the third wave of mass toys were more like race cars and stuff like yeah, that. Like Indy cars. Right, and it was like Mask versus Venom. They were always racing each other. That's how they battled. Yeah. I liked the first season where it right, was... Right, where it was them fighting, fighting each other. Yeah. yeah, so it was more PC by the end of it. So. <laughs> Major difference from the first season is by the second season, Venom agents knew the personal identities of the Mask team, whereas Venom did not know their identities during the first season. Right. Uh, the second season only lasted for 10 episodes. So it shows you... They should not have left the original format. Original yeah, format. Yeah. They should not have gone to the racing format. Uh, there is a storyline difference in the mini comic books, which came with each toy. In the comics, Miles Mayhem knew the identity of Matt Tracker and originally helped start the masked team, but betrayed him later. This was very sim- similar to the second series of the cartoon. So they totally they did a relaunch, right? <laughs> and it, it's similar with Masters of the Universe, where they came with mini comics. Yeah. But they didn't come with many. They only in the first wave. Yeah, and the there was vehicles. like there was like three right. that came with uh, the mini comic, and that was it. Uh, the toy line's fourth and final wave went to one one other variation, split seconds, in which the vehicles sold under the line uh, would split from one hole into two different vehicles for a masked pilot and a clone holographic partner. Uh, a transparent version of the same figure carried with the vehicle. But the cartoon was not renewed for the fourth wave, so they never got to show those vehicles in the cartoon. Yeah, those are probably some of the more expensive uh, yeah. toys to buy. And I, if you can come across I them. don't know if I liked those, so. Yeah. But, whatever. Uh, growing up, I only had one. I had quite toy. a few. I, I only had one toy. The little, the little kid that uh, lived down the street from me was the same age as me, Sean. Uh, he had a lot of the stuff. He even had the yeah. Boulder Hill playset, the I gas station playset. I did not have a Boulder Hill playset because it was one of those playsets where I looked at it and I go, it's a gas station. I mean, I knew it was more, but right. I was like, it's a gas station. Right. I don't want a gas station. And to me, masks, they were a little bit smaller than G.I. Joe figures. They weren't three and three quarters. Maybe they were like three inches. Or yeah, three. they were a little bit smaller. They're yeah. kind of like uh, the Two and a half Justice League Unlimited figures that came out. Uh, they're probably more that size, the, the ones that had more articulation and everything else. Yeah, these only had, what, like five points of articulation? Yeah. Just the legs would bend and the arm. Like Star Wars guys. Right. Star Wars. Well, no, no. They had quite a... They had a little bit more than Star Wars. Their knees did bend. Okay, yeah. Uh, That was the only difference, that their knees would bend. Their knees would bend, So they actually had uh, seven points of articulation, so... Yeah. Let's see. As far as the... I mean, they were cool. I played with them. Yeah. 
Now, it was never made clear what sort of criminal organization Venom was, which yeah. back then you didn't need to know. It was just, these are the bad guys, these are the good guys. Yes. And again, that goes to our, well, at least my argument. That I, I think I think you have the same argument, which is nowadays you get 20 versions of the hero and you get two Venom, uh, villains for them to go up against, where back then we had a whole army of heroes versus a whole army of villains. Right. So you had Autobots versus Decepticons, G.I. Joe versus Cobra. Cobra. This you had Mask versus Venom. Right. You had He-Man versus Skeletor yeah. and his minions. There was there was a lot going on for both sides, and they were sold, you know, in the same numbers. I right. Mean, you might have had a couple more He-Mans and a couple more Skeletors, but it wasn't hard to find a, a Trapjaw or a Triclops. No, not at all. And it wasn't hard to find, you know, a Destro or a Major yeah. Blood. Where now you get eight versions of Captain America, and you get one Crossbones and one Red Skull. Yeah, it's it's case assortment. It's yeah. pathetic. Well, it's not even case assortment. It's just saying. We need 20 versions of Captain America instead of making Captain America, Falcon, Bucky, like all well, of yeah, them. Yeah, well, and well then, they do make Bucky. Yeah, they do, but, but yeah. they could do more. Saying, they yeah. could do more. Where Same thing so, with Iron Man. That's why those yeah. toys are pegwarming because right. there's so many more versions of Iron Man than anybody else. Right. So, yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Off that soapbox. Uh, <laughs> so, they were not the typical world-conquering villains, and their schemes mostly revolve around profit profiting from illegal activities and doing mercenary services. Uh, the comics tried to give them more believable background. They appear to be foot soldiers of an even higher evil organization called Contra World, which is kind of funny. Like the, On this information, they're saying, well, they tried to give them more background by saying that they worked for Contra World. And I'm like, well, yeah, but Contra World was basically Venom, because you didn't know what the hell Contra World stood for. You didn't know what it was, for. yeah. So, they, they wanted them to be a piece of something bigger. Right, exactly. So when originally broadcasted, Mask was the first closed captioned series to air in first run syndication. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, it's a big deal. Trivia. Yeah. Uh, in 2008, 22 years after Mask's cancellation, a Matt Tracker figure was released as part of the GI Joe toy line. The 25th anniversary. Yeah. Yep. I have that one. And he had the code name Specialist Tracker. Tracker spelled with two K's right. instead of a CK. Uh, his file card stated that Venom was created by Cobra instead of the comic series Contra World. Uh, the release of the special tracker has caused speculation of a mask revival. I would, I would love to see the mask figures in the three three quarter inch oh, style. Yeah. I would buy a couple With of them. with vehicles that fit them too. Yeah, That'd be awesome. Part of the appeal to mask is you needed the vehicles. Right. These figures weren't sold individually, no. to my knowledge. No. The only way you could buy them is with their vehicle. Well, later on, you could buy the figures. They came with weapons packs. Okay. But you still were getting more than just the. Character. Like with G.I. Joe figures, you could buy them separately carded, Star right. Wars separately carded. Right. These you really Masters couldn't. Universe separately carded. These you couldn't. Right. They came with their specific vehicle the, that they had. And to me, the characters were as cool as the vehicles. Yeah, and, and you needed the character to put in the vehicle. Right. Um, in 2010... It was almost genius marketing and bad marketing at the same time. Yep. Yeah. Because it, they're, they're going to be more expensive because it comes with another hunk of plastic yeah. that's shaped like a truck or whatever. So instead of paying like two bucks for a figure back then... You know, mom and dad have to pay eight to ten, right? And where eight to ten would buy you three or four GI Joes, right? But so, I liked getting the vehicle too, though. Yeah, a so. lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, in 2010 and 2011, Hasbro released a subline of Transformers called Stealth Force, which featured vehicles that have ability to pop out weapons as an homage to the mask concept. Right. So that was that's pretty cool. Uh, mask was named the 99th best animated series by IGN. Wow, <laughs> they called it one top one hundred. Yes. Right, they called it one of the most popular cartoon slash toy marketing franchises of the eighties, 
and that it took many of the strengths of G.I. Joe and Transformers while taking few of their flaws. Yeah. So, um, now as far as the cartoon series, I got some good news because it's been very difficult to get the cartoon series here in the States. Yeah. Supposedly, again, this is by Wikipedia, so I don't know what the source of this is. Yeah. But in the U.S., Shout Factory and Fremantle Media in North America acquired the Region 1 DVD rights to the first season of the original series, so the first 65 episodes. Right, I heard they were going to do it Shout once, because Shout actually reproduced the uh, Transformers right. and G.I. Joe. A release date has been announced. Ooh, what is that date? So far, the release date will be August 9th of 2011. Wow. So this year. August, that's, that's my mom's birthday, actually. Yeah. So not, not 2011, but... Right. <laughs> That would be that would mess with the space time continuum. That's flashpoint stuff. <laughs> so the second season, which consists of only ten episodes, are owned by Cookie Jar Entertainment and are not part of the acquisition. You know who else Cookie Jar owns? Caillou. Do they? Yeah, I I see it all the time. My kid watches Caillou. And okay. Score, so well, I throw that out there. That's all I got. Well, I'm sure that if um this DVD that was acquired by Shout yeah does well that Cookie Jar might release the remaining 10 episodes. They, they might because they release a lot of Caillou's on DVD. Yeah. We have a couple of those. Not that I'm going to care because, again, those 10 episodes were the whole racing theme. Yeah, that probably weren't that good. I mean, if they come out and it's a decent price, a cheap price, I I would pick them up. I would, I'm definitely interested in getting the original first season with right, the 65 yeah. episodes. That, yeah, if it's like, you know, 20 to 25 bucks, I might, I might yeah. pick it up. Might be a little bit more than that, 65 episodes? Maybe. Might be a little bit more. Um, in the UK, uh, we have our buddy uh, Seb. Seb's there, yeah. And I'm sure we have other listeners over there also. I see little pop-ups all the time. But uh, we know of Seb. Uh, Collection 1 was released in the UK in November of 2007 by Jetix Films. Uh, so he's been watching this shit for a while. Right, exactly. Uh, Maximum Entertainment, uh, containing the same amount of episodes as the Australian set Collection 1, was re-released on Aug- uh, August 31st of 2009, and Collection 2 was finally released on September 28th of 2009. Why is it taking us so long to get this then? I don't know. Wow. And I think we're the ones that made it. <laughs> no, no, you said it was Japanese. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I it was made said, for yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't know. It was Japanese animation that did G.I. Joe and Transformers, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, in Austria and New Zealand, Madman Entertainment released the complete series over two DVD collections for the first time in Australia and New Zealand. Collection 1 was released in November of 2006, and Collection 2 was released in March of 2007. So, again, they've had it for a while. Right. The French, <laughs> the entire series has been released, divided across 24 DVDs. Wow. I know. <laughs> and grouped into four box sets. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> wow, 24 DVDs? The French are messed up. I wouldn't even buy that. I don't even think we have listeners that's in France. That's too many. I don't think we have listeners in France anyway. I, I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't DVDs. either. No, that's messed up. Even if it's, a, if it's a dollar a DVD. I know. It's 24 bucks. I know. How many cartoons are... That's blowing my mind. Go ahead. I'll, so I'll get off of it. In Go Germany, yeah. three box sets have been released. The first two consist of 24 episodes each, which that's, that's respectable. Normal. That's yeah. normal. Yeah. Due to copyright problems, the third box set consists of only 23 episodes, bringing the total to 71 episodes. The episodes left out are The Star Chariot, Bad Vibrations, Vanishing Point, and The Riddle of the Raven Master. Maybe that was something due to their government. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, as we far can as, really speculate. As far as more contemporary takes on Mask, uh, Robot Chicken yeah. did an episode... Right called Rabbits on a Roller Coaster. 
uh, had a sketch in which, after grounding his son Scott for holding a wild party at Boulder Hill, Matt Tracker developed an internet relationship with an overweight woman named Darlene. Nice. On their wedding day, Matt is shocked to discover that Darlene is actually Miles Mayhem, <laughs> who only donned the disguise to, to know all of Mask's secrets and gain legal ownership of half of Mask, the Mask organization. The sketch ends by honoring the homoerotic undertones in Tracker and Mayhem's relationship. Robot Chicken has done multiple parodies of the show since then. Nice. So that's cool. Um, the first Mask comics to appear were three com- mini-comics produced by Kenner and packaged with the vehicles from the first toy line in 1985. The following success of Mask property, DC Comics picked up uh, the rights and produced a four-part miniseries of comics in 1986 and 87. That's what we'll cover. That's what we're going to cover today. This was soon followed by a regular series of comics that lasted nine issues. Two Mask annual comics were produced as well, one in 86 and one in 1987. Now I have everything except the annuals. Okay. Um, I am trying to. I am going to try and, to and obtain issue, them. Issue one. Apparently, it's in that box right there. No, I had an extra copy of issue one. Oh, okay. So, well, in the next box, you're going to get issues uh, two, five, and four, or something like that. Yeah, there's, there's three <laughs> other issues coming. Yeah. Um, and next time we cover masks, because this isn't going to be the last time we cover masks, because there Maybe is a lot. You squeeze them into that. No, no, no. It's kind of tight. I'm. I have next those, next I have box. Those. Yeah. Next. So, box. anyways. Next time we cover Mask, we will have we will cover the nine issue miniseries or, or series, I should say. Yeah. Um, this time we're just going to cover the four issue miniseries um, and a toy review. Yes, and a toy review. Uh, these DC comics, uh, the DC comics, were reprinted in the UK in Fleetway's Mask Weekly comic magazine, which later included brand new adventures produced by British writers and artists. Pisses me off that the set. I'm very jealous. This is that's why I'm pissed off. I'm not pissed off for any other reason than I'm jealous. They took take all the awesome stuff we had and keep going with it. Right. They did that with the Transformers. Transformers. They did it with Star Wars. They did it with everything. Evidently, they did with Mask also. So I'm jealous. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> this weekly title lasted 80 issues. They go forever with they, these they, things. They run longer with. Everything. We got yeah. nine issues. They got 80. And some of their comic books, like I got those couple ones, the, the Action Force comic books and the Masters comic books, they're like magazine size. Yeah. So they're a little bit bigger, too. So there was five series that came out of the toys. Uh, series 1, which came out in 85, was the original toys featuring many of the central characters of the television series. Series 2 in 86, the second line, which expanded on the first by adding more characters from the series. Uh, the third series was called Adventure Packs. So this is what I was mentioning to you. Okay. This came out in 86 also. It's a series of blister packs containing smaller vehicles, some of which were only available in Europe. Uh, and some of them were, like I said, they looked more like the big backpacks for the figures and stuff like that. Nice. So um, then series, uh, the actual third series, I should say, of the vehicles in 87, uh, the series three toys were based on the second season of the television, which took the form of racing series. So, And then there was series four of the figures and vehicles, which came out in 87 to 88, and this never appeared in the cartoon. The fourth series was subtitled Split Seconds. Each set in the line included a vehicle which could split into two and two figures, one of which was a transparent version of the main figure. Uh, none of the toys in this line were in the television series. So. so, we have a top five list. Before we, What I figure we'll do is we'll go into our top five list of our favorite mask vehicles. Okay. And then we can kind of talk about. I'm only gonna, we can talk about the other vehicles in the mask series, 
from series one and two. Okay, that's fine. Next time we cover Mask, we'll talk about the vehicles that were in the later series. So this way, because there's a lot. There's just so many, right, too much to do in one episode. Right. So, so let's go into our uh, battle file. Battle files. All right, so basically these toys were out when we were kids, and uh, we had our favorites. For either, me, yeah, either you had some or you didn't. Right. For me, some of the favorites were ones I actually owned, and some were ones I always wanted to own. Yeah. So the one that I had is on the list. Okay. So uh, you want to start with your number five? Uh, I had the uh, Miles Mayhem himself, his uh, Switchblade. Okay. Which was the uh, helicopter that could flip into a jet. Right. Now it flies, flies, but it's like reminded me a lot of Airwolf. Right. So it could like hover and fly like a helicopter, or it could take off and go real fast like a jet. Yep. And it was kind of sleek looking, kind of kind of black looking. So yep. I really like that one. And Miles Mayhem was the leader of Venom. Uh, in the comics, he betrayed the original Mask team by killing Andy Tracker and stealing half of the masks for evil purposes. In the cartoon, the origin of Venom is a lot less clear, though Mayhem's connections to Mask remain the same as the comics, and he co-created the organ and that he co-created the organization. Um, his mask was known as Viper. Okay. And. Uh, Viper, it fired jets of poisonous acid. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, I did have Switchblade. Did you? Uh, as a kid, yeah. Nice. Um, it was it was weird because it was like it was a helicopter that turned into a plane, so it it's just flies, flies. You yeah. just pretended like it flew faster. Yeah. So um, my number five was Piranha. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was a motorcycle, and that was Sly Rax who drove it. And basically, with that one, and a little sidecar would shoot out. And yeah, go underwater. It released a uh, submarine sidecar, which I like because what would happen is the uh, cover would slide back and forth. Right. So it could be a sidecar, and it would slide over, and I kind of like that. And it would actually shoot off of the yeah, it was a spring mechanism. Yeah, it was yeah. a little spring mechanism. And um, in the cartoon, what he would do is he would ride the bike, and he would just jump, jump off in. the bike and jump in the yep. sidecar and slide off. Yep. And the jump mo- right in the and water. the motorcycle could actually de- detach from. The sidecar section, so you could actually have him just riding the motorcycle around if you wanted yeah. to. So that was fun. The he his helmet was called Stiletto, and it, it shot piercing blades. So it basically, shot a bunch of daggers. Daggers. Yeah. So that was pretty cool too. Yeah. Uh, my number five is the uh, the. You mean number four? I'm sorry. Yeah, number four. Number twenty-seven. <laughs> number twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. My number four is uh, uh, the Hurricane, the fifty-seven Chevy. Okay. Uh, and that was actually piloted by Hondo. Honda McLean. McLean. Yep. Uh, and I liked it because it was a 57 Chevy, but then mm-hmm. it popped up and it almost was like a tank because it had like three wheels. Yeah, yeah, it had six, side, six, six wheels, wheels total, yeah. Total, yeah. And the, the top part of the car would actually turn a little bit like a gun turret. Yep. So that was pretty cool. And, and it, I, I do like 57 Chevy. And it, and it had flames. Yeah, so and it would cool. actually shoot out the back, um, tire. tire. That was a cool, I had that vehicle too. I did not. Um, now so. recently on our last perch, our last, uh, visit to, uh, Columbus Toy Show, uh, Wolfman Z Nick purchased that. Okay. For like two bucks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no figure, but he bought the vehicle for like two bucks. Yeah. No vehicle or no figure and no, no, no figure, but and no uh, tire tire. Back. Yeah, but you got the but uh, but yeah, you got the bulk of the vehicle with two bucks. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so Honda McLean's original vehicle was called the Firecracker. Firecracker, yeah. And that was a pickup truck that elevated into a mobile weapon platform, and his mask was called Blaster, and it fired destructive energy beams. Now, his second vehicle was the Hurricane, which is the one you mentioned, which is the 57 Chevy. Uh, and then he had the Blaster 2 mask. Honda was given Hurricane when Firecracker was destroyed in the series. 
Uh, in some episodes, Hurricane was referred to as Night Stalker. Nice. So uh, it was Blaster Two helmet was basically just an improved version of Blaster One. So and that's a good way in a cartoon to make more toys. You don't kill off the character. Yep. You just destroy their vehicle, and right. now you buy the character again with another vehicle. Yep. Instead of killing and that's Optimus what, Prime. And that's what they did. Right. So. They just, hey, we wrecked this vehicle, now you get a new one. Now, number four for me was the Gator. Okay, yeah. And that uh, the Gator was driven by Dusty Hayes. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I should also mention for Hondo McClain, he was a weapons specialist and tactical strategist. Uh, and his occupation was that he was a history teacher. So all these, that was a cool thing, too. They gave all yeah, these people, like, yeah. yeah. Um, as far as Sly Rax, who was for the Piranha, he was a con artist in the comics. He has ambitions he of replacing... Venom, not Yes, yeah, right, yes. Uh, and he had ambitions of replacing Miles Mayhem as the Venom leader. Right. Uh, I liked him because he, he looked like the typical biker guy. He had sunglasses on. Yeah. Uh, but Dusty Hayes, he was an auto and marine stunt driver, which is one of the reasons I liked him. Uh, all-terrain specialist and tracking and demolitions expert. His occupation was a pizza, pizza cook. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Gator was a Jeep, a CJ7, with a releasable uh, releasable boat. 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 So basically, <laughs> it would lift up, and, and the boat would shoot out. out. Yeah. Now, on the on the sides, I remember this one. He had, my friend had this one. I never did, but I liked it. You flip two black levers on both sides, and the, the, like you said, it popped yeah. open. The spring jet launched yep. out, and it could be from a boat to a, a jet. Yep. Or, I mean, a boat. A Jeep to a boat. Boat, right. So that's actually um, my number three. Yeah, uh, Gator, Gator. I never owned it. it was orange. Uh, out of all the ones we've mentioned so far, I, I I did own three of the four. This is one of the ones I did not own. Yeah. Um, but his uh, helmet was or his mask was uh, called Backlash, and it uh, fires a kinetic blast. Yeah, that so, was actually my number three was Gator. Okay. Uh, my number three was Hurricane. Okay. So and that was one I owned also. The I did own the Hur- fifty seven yeah. Chevy Hurricane. So it was very cool. All right, uh, number two for me, I, the Condor. That's okay. the one I actually owned, and okay. that was the the green motorcycle that can turn into a helicopter. Right, and that was driven by uh, Brad Turner, mm-hmm. the rock star. Uh, yes, uh, he was an expert hill climber, rock musician, motorcycle, and helicopter pilot. Right, he did it all. All around good guy. Yeah, his mask was called Hocus Pocus. And basically, you could project holograms. Yeah. So that was cool. Not to be confused with uh, Abracadabra by the Steve Miller Band. Right. So, it's a great song. But, uh, yeah, projecting holograms is cool. Oh, yeah. So, it reminds me of uh, Hound. Yeah, from Transformers. (laughs) Right. So, um, my number two was the Thunderhawk, which was driven by Matt Tracker. And uh, it was a uh, Chevy Camaro. Yeah. uh, Which can transform into a gull-winged fighter jet. It was basically... It was a DeLorean. (laughs) Yeah, basically the wings came up like a DeLorean. Yeah. Uh, his mask was known as Spectrum, which fired sonic sound waves, which deafened people uh, unbearably, allows him to limited free-fall flight, and allows Tracker to see in different visual spectrums. So basically, his mask could do everything. And Spectrum was actually listed in the theme song. Yes. Uh, and that's my number one, was the letter with Matt Tracker. Okay, very nice. My number one was the Condor. Okay. It was, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, growing up, we saw a lot of these, right. you know, Camaros, IROCs, whatever. Yeah. 
and it was red. Yep. It was the leader's car, yep. Matt Tracker, the blonde guy. Yep. So yep. it was really cool. Um, the reason I liked Condor, it was my it. I never owned the Thunderhawk, uh, but I did own Condor. I did too. And Condor was my favorite vehicle out of all the ones I owned. Well, it was the only one I owned. I mean, it was like some <laughs> random gift by someone in the yeah. family gave it to me, and I, I never had any other ones. So, um, so going into some of the other vehicles that were out there from the first series and second series, uh, there was also for Matt Tracker there was the Rhino, which was the big rig. Yeah, it was a uh, Kenworth semi tractor that converted into a mobile defense platform and command center. And that also came with another guy too. It uh, came Bruce. with Bruce, yeah. uh, Bruce Sato or Sato. Sato. It was S-A-T-O, so Sato or Sato. I think it was Sato. Um, well, I could be wrong. Well, I'm looking at the well, name. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> so, I just watched the cartoon. I'm so um, maybe they pronounce it wrong in the cartoon. But he know. had the Asian persuasion. Oh, yeah, very much so. And he was purposely named Bruce to so he would look like Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee and yeah. all that. Uh, he, a lot of times, would say very uh, various like Confucius, Confucius sayings, sayings yeah. type things. Um, but for the Rhino, I did have the Rhino as a kid. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> had everything, which was awesome because it had Your this. Poor mis- sister must have had nothing. It, no, she had everything too. Uh, it had this missile that shot out the back of it, and yeah. that sucker was heavy plastic, yeah. and it could launch ridiculously. And the, the back part of the truck, I remember it unplugged, and it was yes, another, it was another vehicle. Yeah. Yep. Um, now Matt Tracker's helm or mask for the Rhino was called Ultra Flash, and it fires blinding blasts of energy. His vehicle for Series 2 was Volcano, which was a monster truck. Uh, it was a monster truck van, and where he uses a mask called Lava Shot, which fires blobs of molten metal. That's got to hurt. Yeah, that's going to leave a mark. So then we also have, uh, oh, also mentioned a couple other char- characters, which were lame. Uh, Scott Tracker was his son. His son, yeah. And his son had T-Bob. T-Robot, yeah. Which was basically the snarf of that of that cartoon yeah, that, series. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, now, they really didn't even need to include those two people at all in the cartoon. No. It would have worked a whole lot better yeah. if they had that. Maybe they tried to do that because there was a kid involved and you were the kid watching right. the cartoon to make you. But, but I identified with the mask guy. yeah. If the kid wore a mask, I may have been interested. But Yeah, the kid was always getting in trouble and it was always yeah. trying to rescue him. And, um, so then we, we mentioned Bruce already, uh, and his mask was the lifter, uh, which creates anti-gravity field. Uh, then there was Alex Sector, who dro- also drove the Rhino. The Rhino, yeah. He came with that. And uh, his mask was the jackrabbit, and allowed him to fly. Uh, he was a, a computer and communications expert and a zoology specialist. Uh, just to let you know, for Bruce, he was a mechanical engineer and design specialist. We talked about Dusty Hayes. There was also uh, there was women. Yeah, there were girls. So it's Gloria Baker. There were girls. She was a champion race car driver and black belt in kung fu, and her occupation was racer and sensei. Well, hell yeah, she was. She was a freaking ninja. <laughs> um, she did not have any vehicles in the first or second series, though, so we're going to skip her. Uh, in, the, in the cartoon, though, they gave her a vehicle. Yeah, but I didn't see it listed it here. Was, um, it was a car... And it could uh, go from a car to, like, an underwater sub or something like that. Yeah. Oh, she had the Shark. I'm sorry. Yeah, they did. Was, yeah. uh, it was a Porsche 928 sports car that can transform into a submarine. So, yeah, that, that's what it was. And her mask was Aura, and it produces energy-absorbing shields. Uh, shark only appeared in the show, apparently never having been made into a toy, something which Kenner supposedly planned to release. Oh. So, we never, yeah, had, never, had, never had the vehicle. Yeah. Um, I didn't remember seeing it because it was on the YouTube episode I saw. Right. And then we had uh, Buddy Clutch Hawkins, or Hawks, Hawks. sorry. 
which had the he had the firecracker along with Hondo. Hawks often served as co-pilot in the firecracker. Uh, his he had the penetrator mask, which allowed him to pass <laughs> through solid objects. <laughs> penetrator. That's right. Nice. Uh, he was a master of disguise and intelligence expert, and his occupation. Well, hell, you need to be a master of disguise. Right. Your mask is the penetrator. Yeah. Right. And then he was a me- his occupation was a mechanic. Hey, oh. See, a lot of these vehicles did come with two because you needed somebody to drive, right. and then the back end would flip up, and you need somebody to operate the gun turret. Exactly. So exactly. Uh, some of them did come with two. Exactly. So then we had, um, let's see here, we had Calhoun Burns, who was a construction and demolition specialist, and uh, he had a Chevrolet Corvette, which turned into a seaplane, and uh, his mask was the Gulliver, which was... Uh, it can enlarge or shrink objects. I think that was the second season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was second season, yeah. yeah. Uh, then we had Jacques Lafleur. Of course we did. <laughs> uh, Lafleur, for those fans of Lost, we might recognize that name. He was a natural disaster specialist and martial arts master. His occupation was a lumberjack. And he was, uh, again, with the volcano, which we had mentioned earlier. Okay, and yeah. then his, uh, his mask was the Mirage, which creates an invisibility screen. So put up a screen that like, was a, he put yeah. up a screen that was invisible, right. <laughs> or make them invisible, I guess. Uh, Julio Lopez, yeah, he drove a race car, I think. Yeah, he had the Firefly, which was a dune buggy, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, he was expert in languages and cryptography. Uh, he's Latino and of Latino ancestry, and he was a doctor. Okay. So uh, his mask was called the Streamer. <laughs> the guy, he would throw parties all the time. He's a party guy, yeah. right? Uh, fire sticky bands of glue. Uh, they did not. Did a fire suppressant, fire suppressant foam, or a slick oil-like substance. In one episode, Firefly was referred to as Dragonfly. Nice. Uh, Ace Riker was a NASA test pilot, and then he works at a hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how the mighty have fallen! He had a slingshot. Uh, or his vehicle was a slingshot. Uh, he just had a slingshot. He goes, yeah. bing, bing. He's more useless than Scott. <laughs> no, his vehicle is called Slingshot. It was a recreational van that split in half to reveal a jet fighter launch uh, ramp. His mask was the Ricochet, which fires an energy boomerang. So, uh, And then we have, let's see, going into Venom. Yeah, these uh, were all masks. These were all good guys. Mask was all the good guys. Yeah, yeah. now we're starting Venom. Now we're starting Venom, the bad guys. So we had Switchblade, which we talked about, and then uh, oh, Miles man. went. Then Miles went to the Outlaw, uh, which was a tanker truck that transformed into a salt installation and mobile command center. And his mask with the Outlaw was called Python, which fired a gripping wire. So I think the poison was better. The poison was better. Yeah. So then we had Sly Rax, who we who we mentioned already, and he had the Piranha. He had another vehicle later on. Then we had Cliff Dagger, who had the Jackhammer. What was his other vehicle? Uh, his other vehicle was called the Pit Stop Catapult. It was like a fourth series vehicle thing. It was dumb. But, but we'll talk about it that later. It was dumb. We'll talk about that later. Moving on. Uh, it was dumb. Demolitions expert and strongman was Cliff Dagger. He had the jackhammer vehicle. Uh, and he does that, that black truck. Yeah, it was a yeah. Ford Bronco, which turns into an assault vehicle with lots of firepower. That was a cool vehicle, too. I didn't yeah. have it, but it was very cool looking. Uh, his mask was Torch, uh, which was a flamethrower. Yeah. yeah. Then we had uh, Van- Vanessa Warfield, who didn't come out till later. She was the female version. She had a vehicle called the Manta, and again, we'll talk about that at a later episode. Uh, then we had Bruno Mad Dog Shepherd. Uh, his he was a kidnapping specialist and, and another strong man. So he, he always needed a kidnapping specialist, right? Uh, his vehicle was the Stinger, 
which was a Pontiac GTO. Nice. <laughs> that turns into a tank. Well, hell yeah. And he has a magna beam mask, which can attract or repel magnetic objects. In some episodes, Stinger was referred to as Scorpion. Uh, then we had Nash Goon Gory, which was an over-eager and bootlicking henchman. Yeah. Uh, in the comics, Gory was initially a new recruit for Mask, but was revealed to be a mole working yeah, for them. Yeah, working against them, yeah. So, uh, Which, that takes place in our four-parter. Yep. And his mask was uh, Samson uh, in a few episodes, and then he used, uh, normally it's referred to as Powerhouse, which increases his strength. Um, Lester the Lizard Sludge was a later character, so we won't go into him right now. But uh, And then there was Floyd Birdman Malloy. He was a biker gangman and expert forager, and his vehicle was known as the Vampire. Nice. Uh, it was a red motorbike, which turned into a jet. His mask was Buckshot, which fired a hail of ball bearings. You should have fired out like wooden stakes. Right. <laughs> or holy water. Then we had uh, Maximus Mayhem, which was the weak-willed twin brother of Miles Mayhem, and he drove the buzzard. And his mask was called Deep Freeze. And the Buzzard was a Formula One race car that split into drone-controlled jets. And, uh, again, it was a later vehicle type yeah. thing. Um, then the last thing I wanted to mention was it's, uh, was Boulder Hill. Yeah. And that was the team's headquarters in an unassuming gas station, even though everyone freaking knew where it Everybody was. Knew about it, yeah. it was in Boulder Hill, Nevada. And it can transform into a fortress and defend itself. It also has a secret cargo plane, which they use to transport their vehicles to another location. The plane was never given a name, nor was it included in the playset. The Boulder Hill playset came with Alex Sector and Buddy Hawk's action figures. So, And a, and a big boulder on top that you yeah. press and it would fall down. And there was a shield that come around and protect it. Yep. The gas pumps flipped up to become guns. The sign itself flipped down or something like that, and then there was guns in there. Yep. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, I, I never had it, but a uh, kid down the street had it. So it was nice. Cool. Uh, so let's uh, let's go into our hyperspace review with the uh, four-part miniseries. Hyperspace review. All right. So uh, this was the first series that came out as a miniseries. Came out in '85 from DC. From DC. We're just going to kind of go a little bit more in depth with these because we figure you guys probably don't have these issues, but we're still going to try to keep it fairly light. Uh, basically, we open up with issue one here. We have uh, Matt Tracker. He's being sent down to stop this laser satellite thing from blasting everything. Cause it, yeah, he's on, a, he's on an aircraft carrier. He's on an aircraft carrier. With his car. Yes. And it, it's, uh, so he goes diving down, and the thing that I loved with this first issue, the one thing that cracked me up was the uh, captain, thinking to himself, said, Woo, if Mask's head honcho Matt Tracker isn't the bravest man alive, I sure as heck couldn't tell you who is. There's a lot of cheesy dialogue like that. <laughs> well, not only that, but there's... They were talking about the homoerotic stuff. Yeah. And one of the sailors on the boat looks like shipwreck. Yes. But it just cracked me up seeing the, hearing the captain's thoughts of like, man, there goes one heck of a man. Yeah. <laughs> he's all he's all meat. <laughs> so Matt Tracker does stop the satellite from blasting all around. He, bring, he brings it back up. He flies off from his car, shocking, shocking everyone around him. He lands at Boulder Hill. Yeah, because they think he's just going to drive his car right into the ocean. Right. But they don't know. It flips up. It's. It was kind of always assumed that they almost, the way they worded it, it's always more than meets the eye. But yep. it wasn't that way. They said something about more more to it than what you see. Or yeah, exactly. Like um, and then, so back at Boulder Hill, we have a couple of the masked guys at yeah, the command Alex, center. The guys who came with the yep. And they are watching a news coverage of the Challenger. 
shuttle, yeah, space and, shuttle. And look at the perm on the newscast. Yeah, he kind of looks like Alex Trebek. He does. Uh, a young Alex Trebek. A fine Canadian. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the space shuttle Challenger was uh, retrieving a satellite in orbit. Yeah. And obviously way before it, yeah, it, it blew up. It exploded. Yeah. So, uh, so that was kind of morbidly weird to see that in there. Well, I, don't, I, I, didn't, I didn't come up as morbidly. I mean, it came up as, oh. Yeah, like... <laughs> Ooh. Oh. <laughs> well, that's why it was morbid. Yeah. Well, it's like if you look at back issues of, uh, say, older comic books in New York City, like Spider-Man, yeah. you see the Twin Towers. Like, yep. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Just make sure you remember. So then we see Miles Mayhem talking with his henchmen about how they're going to attack Boulder Hill. And he looks to me like a young boss hog with a mustache. Yeah, yes, he does. He's a, he's a rather larger fellow with some jowls. And this goes back to the fact that Miles Mayhem actually knows where Boulder Hill is and yeah. what it is. So they attack, and of course the guys grab their masks, and they're going to defend Boulder Hill. They, yeah, they energize their masks. They, they turn the whole thing into a fortress. We have advertisement for Fig Newtons here. I like Fig Newtons. I like Fig Newtons too. Cookies and cake. I don't like the Fig ones, but I like the other ones. Well, I like the Fig ones. They're okay. Yeah. They're not bad. I'm no. Just well, the other flavors are better. Yeah. If I had apple or cherry to choose from, I'd take those. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. So uh, good with coffee. Yeah. No, I don't like coffee. Yeah. Whatever. Um. So, anyways, they. <laughs> They uh, show yeah. some of the different things that Boulder Hill could do, like freezing an enemy and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So then uh, everything's fine, and then we see that uh, this guy, Dwayne, who's evidently in charge of all of Masks. He's like their Charlie on Charlie's Yeah, Exactly. He's the one that sends him out on assignments. He gets this balloon snake showing up, and he's like, I don't even balloon. What the heck's going on? We don't know what's going on yet. Yeah. So then we see... And that's a big part of the whole story. Right. So we see Miles Mayhem and his goons are defeated, and then we get a big ad for Saturday Morning Cartoons, which is awesome, because it was... Yeah. In, it was uh, in, uh, go over these. Go over these okay. Saturday Morning Cartoons. This is 1985-1986 right. NBC cartoons. So that's, These are the cartoons we grew up watching. Guys. Right. Some of them. Yeah. Uh, on this channel. Yeah. NBC channel. So we had Snorks. Generic underwater Smurfs. I liked them. They were bastards. Move on. I liked them. Whatever. Adventures of the Gummy Bears. I watched that. I'm not going to lie. Smurfs. Great. Uh, Punky Brewster. I did watch that. I'm ashamed of it. I did not watch that. Um, Alvin and the Chipmunks. I liked Alvin. I liked yeah, it. Yeah. Kid Video. I saw I didn't care for it. Yeah, it was it was okay. I liked uh, Captain N better. Yeah, the Game Master. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mr. T. I gotta like that I one. Walk, yeah, I watched, watched that one. His Olympic Heroes. Spider-Man game. and his amazing friends. Best one ever. And then plus one to grow on. They always had the life lesson. The little life lesson. Yeah, yeah, so. All right, so that was an advertisement. So moving on. Uh, so we see that all of uh, Miles Mayhem and Venom are able to escape. They're able to get away. Then we see um, Matt Tracker with his son Scott and T-Bob spending a day at the park. And Scott goes to get a balloon. His dad's like, fine, here's some money. And he has like a wad of cash. I don't know how expensive balloons were back then. But, yeah. Uh, he gets paid, he gets beeped because there's an emergency. Yep. And yeah, he gets beeped. And so he says, I got to go. T-Bob, make sure Scott's safe. Get him back to base. And Scott happened to have bought a... Uh, snake balloon. Yeah. Huh. Where have we seen that before? I don't know. Um, so Matt Tracker flies off, and he calls upon the computer to tell to call up other mask agents that would be best suited for this mission. And it calls on Bruce uh, Sato, uh, Brad Turner, and Dusty Hayes. So we get the Rhino, the Condor, and the Gator. Yep. And so they go to this uh, muse or uh, this basically this. Fort Knox type place where money was supposed to have been stolen. Uh, I think it was Fort Knox. Yeah. They stole all the gold. They stole all the gold. So they go chasing after them. They find this tunnel where where there was like this drill 
And they, my they, favorite part of that is they had time to redo the floor before they left. Right, I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, as that's all going on when they're chasing them down, all of a sudden we notice gas is being released from the snake balloon where Scott is and T-Bob's freaking out. He's a snarf character. He doesn't know what the hell to do. Yeah, he's a robot. He's not affected by the gas. Right. Uh, he's just like, help, help. And I'm thinking of a robot. You could break some arms, you know? Yeah. Kick some ass. Uh, so Scott gets kidnapped. And then we see that all the bad guys do not get uh, save the gold. They have to escape and get away. So Matt Tracker's like, oh, we saved the day. He comes back home to say hey to Scott and knows that Scott is captured. Because the, the gold was just a diversion. Right. And on the back of this, we have an advertisement for... Superpowers Collection. Yes. By Kenner. You gotta love it. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to cover issue number two, and then you're going to cover three and four. Yep. So, issue number two, we have them uh, now all of a sudden flying over the pyramids. And it's called Domain of the Dead. And, and, and dead is wrapped up like a mummy. Right. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And they're supposed to meet up with uh, this Egyptian scholar who knows about hieroglyphics because there was hieroglyphics left on the walls as clues to where Scott might be kept, uh, or they want to at least decipher what it means. And while they're while Matt and Bruce are heading towards Egypt, uh, the scholar actually find, with his team actually finds like a trap door and they fall through it in one of the pyramids. And all of a sudden they get greeted by Anubis, uh, which is one of the Egyptian gods, and a, couple, a few mummies. And basically, yeah, Anubis, like a god of the underworld. Yeah, Anubis basically takes them all out. And then we see Matt and Bruce, and Bruce just got out of the shower, and he's feeling fresh. And, uh... <laughs> wow. You got a lot from that panel. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, look at him. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know what they I don't know what they were doing beforehand. So... But they were showering. Which so they were... It's great. So they were getting ready to go uh, meet up with the scholar guy that knew the hieroglyphics. And they walk into the museum, and the one of the... Well, they had to wait because they had an appointment for yeah. a certain time. They couldn't go early. Right. Because they're not masked or nothing. Right. <laughs> they had to wait for their appointment. Right. So uh, the the one curator guy, he takes him, he says, it's kind of unusual, he's usually never late. All of a sudden, they hear, like, no, stop. And they walk in, they see Anubis with the mummies, stealing a bunch of artifacts. And well, I mean, really, technically, is he really stealing them because they do belong to Well, them. he said, these are they're mine. mine. They were mine, and they were stolen by people, uh... Grave robbers and yeah. everything. So they end up using these weird powers uh, to stop some of the security guards from using their guns, but then the mask agents end up using their masks to stop everything. Yeah, and then, the whole mummy thing takes a whole Scooby Doo turn. Yeah, and Anubis, <laughs> don't give it away. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anubis uh, uses his staff to, uh, to basically knock over this precious stone tablet thing. Uh, to basically stall masks so they they can get away, create a diversion. Right, exactly. So then, uh, then we have an uh, ad for Elvira, Mistress of the Dark T-shirt, which it looks hot. Yes. Um, and then well, is that still good? I don't think so. Is there an expiration date? So here's the part. Here's the part in this issue I absolutely love. So there's this lady that comes up and she goes, "Mr. Tracker, there's a strange sound coming from the attaché case you left in the curator's office." I'm afraid it might be a bomb. Do you want me to? And he's like, "No, don't worry. Just give it to me. It's not a bomb." And I'm thinking. He brought the case. Did you really think he brought a bomb with him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so basically, they're getting a call from Dwayne, and he asks, any luck finding Scott yet? And he's like, no. Um, and then he kind of lets them know what, they, what they're facing all of a sudden. So he, he calls upon the next group of mask agents that he's going to need, and it's Jacques Lafleur, Hondo McLean, and Julio Lopez. And he's also told by Dwayne that I have another agent 
who is going to be able to help you out, who knows all about hieroglyphics and Egypt culture and everything else. And I can't remember, was his name Nash or Nash? We mentioned him earlier. Nash Gory. Nash Gory. So then we have the final reveal that Anubis and the mummies are actually Mouse Mayhem and his, his soldiers of Venom. And he has Scott and everything, and they have all the gold and every and everything that they they were stealing. So then we have a couple pages. Another thing I like from the comics in the eighties, which cracked me yeah, up, it says continued on three continued pages. on three pages, and I'm like, I think I could figure out that I just have to keep turning until I get the story. Oh, the story, yeah. So uh, so Nash shows up and he says, uh, sorry, it took me a while, but I had trouble finding a place I could get my big tanker across that big river out there. Yeah, and Matt's like big river. You mean the Nile? He's like, uh, yeah, that that's yeah, it. It's supposed to be the Egyptian expert. right. Shouldn't that have been the first tip? Yeah. <laughs> so they go into the pyramid where uh, the trap door was previously, and Hondo uses his. Also, we notice that the, all the uh, Venom guys show up, and Hondo turns into his hurricane turns into the vehicle that you love. Right, there's a nice uh, panel. Yeah, which transforms yeah. and everything, and there's a big battle that goes on. Um, if you want to know more. You can buy the issue. It's real cheap to find. But wow, here's here's something funny in this issue also. Bad choice of where to put cuts in wording. There's three panels, and it all blends into the same message. But the first panel says this. I've got a hard one for you, Julio. (laughs) (laughs) And then it continues. You're going going airborne, pal. I want to see if you can bring down Switchblade. So basically, he's like, I have a tough situation for you, Julio. I have a hard one for you. Unless you got a little more out of that than what I did. <laughs> well, I read that line and I just started cracking up. And I was like, oh, it's supposed to continue. <laughs> That's an interesting place to have a break. So, anyways, we have, uh, they basically, all the Venom guys go running into the pyramid. The mask guys go in also, but they take their masks with them. Uh, they get attacked, of course. And basically, Miles Mayhem realizes they're not going to be able to win in this situation either. So he blockades them all in. There's Scott and the, the professor and all that type of stuff, and all the gold's still there, but they're all caved in uh, because Nash, who is dun-dun-dun, a traitor, uh, he's not the expert that we knew, blocks them all in with a gigantic boulder by pushing it with his truck. So right. even though happy reunion with father and son, uh, they're now trapped inside this pyramid. And that's where issue number three picks up uh, entitled The Family Jewels. <laughs> it is. You're not picking up on this whole homoerotic stuff. Yeah. So uh, actually, Nash uh, Gory, Nash Gory here does block him in. Uh, the mask guys are trapped. Uh, Hondo uses his uh, well. Saito picks up Hondo, and Hondo uses his mask to blast through the door. But it takes a lot out of him, and he's kind of like you know, winded, and winded stuff, and yeah. gasped and stuff like that. He goes, now, what, what do we do? How do we get out? And he goes, well, Sato's going to pitch us all up there and take us all up. We'll throw, we'll throw a rope down for yeah. him and get him. And then uh, Matt goes to ask uh, the Dwayne guy, the like the Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> the Charlie. What's the deal here. with this agent? Yeah, what, what's going on with this? Uh, how come we get this? Well, I'm sorry. I didn't check him out thorough enough. And he, he thinks to himself after it's done, ooh, that was close. And we turn around. The guy is actually in cahoots with Venom. And he's sending him all different, you know. And we find out he's not the real Dwayne. No, he's actually kidnapped here and tied up. Yep. And here's another series uh, advertisement for Aquaman. Wait, it was Blue Suit. The new, yeah, the new Aquaman back then. And they're trying to go to an asylum to for the criminally insane here to, to break out. Venom is. Yeah, Venom is to, to bust out this some just guy 
who thinks it's like a 1605. Uh, I think his name is Charlie Bigsley. No, 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 no. It's uh, Hawks. Uh, Guy, oh, Guy Hawks, yeah. Guy Fox. Guy Fox. Guy Fox Day, yeah. Which is actually a, a, a real thing over in England. Yeah. Guy Fox Day. Guy Fox Day. So. So anyway, they, they go in, they bust him out, and he tells him, hey, you got to help us. And he's like, okay, I'll go. He doesn't know anything. Scotland Yard comes in. Scotland Yard doesn't want to work with Mass because they're Scotland Yard. They're pretty arrogant. But then they, he's told by his inspect, head inspector that you got to work with him. Then we have Bruce and uh, Matt Tracker flying over to Scotland Yard, and they do the computer thing. Which agent's going to be good for us to do this? Uh, you know, Dusty Hayes, Calhoun Burns, and Gloria Bear. Yep. So we get the uh, guys coming over. I mean Baker, Gloria Baker. Bear. But yeah, it is Baker. Huh? Yeah. Look at that. It's that weird computer, computer a- type a- yeah. font that yeah. It's DOS. <laughs> Pong. <laughs> you guys don't know what DOS is. I'm sorry. I lived through that. Uh, so back to Miles Mayhem and his group of mass guys. They're cavorting in the bottom of a basement. And he says, continued on third page of the following. So they got a bunch of uh, uh, dynamite. They're going to they're gonna blow up some landmarks in yep. jolly old London here. Yep. Another advertisement full page for Booster Gold. A new comic book a series. A new comic book series, which looks pretty cool. Yep. I would read that if I was sure. that. Uh, so, when you're talking about the band, he had the electric band yeah. on his mask. There, there it is. He actually uses it in the comic book. And the daggers from, uh, Rex. From, yeah, Rex. Yeah. He uses the daggers, too. Yep. And so they, they take off. They also use the ball bearings. Oh, do they really? Yeah, right Yeah, there. he does. He shoots, yeah, them out, shoots yeah. the ball bearings out. Some Ouch. Falls, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, ow, ow. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. So, Matt, and they all land in England. They introduce themselves to Scotland Yard. They put the inspector in the, uh, Thunderhawk. Yeah. And it's pathetic English dialogue. Like yeah, picture, yeah. yeah, every chance they get they put like governor or cheerio. Yeah. Or, I mean it's bad. It's it's kind of on the cheesy side. <laughs> I'm sorry, <like>. Seb. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean you didn't write it, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's, no, an American wrote it and thought that that's what British people that's what sounded, sounded like. like. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm apologizing for Seb for we're our, sorry. our ignorance. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry. But anyway, uh, they're, they're flying over, and they're flying over Parliament, and there's some parachutes dropping down. So uh, Tracker tells the inspector to take over the car. He's going to drop down with his mask, see what's going on, stop the bad guys. And he actually stops them, which is good. It's because they're not going to blow it up. Right. That's what they're doing. So basically what they're doing now is they found out what's going to happen here. They're going to blow up certain land, London landmarks. But in the meantime, it's all a diversion. Mask is actually going after. Mean Venom. Venom is actually thank you. Yeah. Venom is actually going after the the crown jewels. Yep. The family jewels. The family jewels. <laughs> so they want to steal the jewels, but in the meantime, Mask thinks they're going to blow up certain landmarks. You know, Big Ben. Yep. Parliament. Uh, Parliament. Look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. <laughs> I guess what we do is just drive around this circle here. Should be the second left. Exit, there's the hotel. Hey, look, kids! There's Big Ben and there's Parliament! There it is, there it is, there it is! I know, I can't seem to get over to the left, honey. I'll try next time. Sorry. We'll get out of this jam in a minute. Kids! Big Ben! Parliament, again. Kids! We know... Big Ben. Parliament. Good. 
Look, kids, forget it. <laughs> it's amazing. I cannot get left. There's Big Ben, kids, Parliament. <laughs> Uh, but then they were yeah. They and but then Matt realizes that Venom doesn't do anything without a plan. So yeah. So he's like, this doesn't make sense, and they get back just in time. And he figures it out. Yeah, yeah. he figures out to get back in time to stop uh, Miles and that from getting the family jewels. <laughs> right. So basically, uh, he, Miles actually has the family jewels here in a big box on the switchblade. Matt Tracker leaves from his car. Jumps down, grabs the helicopter landing pad with one hand. Right. Uh, and In which case, I would then convert my helicopter into a plane and cut his arm off. Right. Well, he actually knows <laughs> it because he says tracker. Right. Oh well, no yeah. matter. Yeah. And he actually takes a knife out. He cuts. No, the he has a little acetylene torch. Yeah. He, a mini torch. Mini torch. He's like Batman now. He's got a little he's utility, got a utility belt. belt. <laughs> so he ends up cutting the line. It falls into the water, and we see the piranha with uh, Rex here. And he, he stops his bike. He blasts off under the water. He's got that going on. He's going after Tracker and the, the family jewels here. The... Yep. And then uh, the mask Gloria with yep. her um, shark goes underneath with the inspector inside. She dives deep. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all do. It's a nice looking Porsche. It's like white with a yellow pinstripe. It looks pretty nice. Yeah. And for the she, 80s, yeah. Yeah, it's really, yeah, pretty good. So she ends up taking the box away from Rex, saving the family jewels. All is good. Then he's actually happy that he worked with Matt. He's honored to meet him and honored to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then Gordy, yeah. that snot-nosed little guy, <laughs> drives all the way back to Boulder Hill and he stops at the gas station. He says, I need a fill yeah. up. <laughs> and so they notice that the license plate had venom on it. Yep. And by the time they notice that, Gordy's got a gun in this guy's head. Yep. So that's where this issue leaves off. That was issue three. Issue four picks right up. It's called Endgame. Uh, the Ray of Doom. Yep. So, Gordy's at the Boulder Hill gas station, but he knows that it's Mask's headquarters, because right. in the comics they know that. And he also knows that they've got the... Uh, the satellite. From issue one. From issue one, which I like them circling back. Because yeah. I kept thinking we were getting these little adventures that really had no connections, no connections to each until, other. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, I guess it does all go together. Yeah. So he locked uh, the two guys into the jail cell of Mask, and they're like, oh, no, how are we going to do this? He's still the satellite. We're, we're in here forever. Now we're in Paris, and they at, actually... At the Louvre. Yeah, at the Louvre. And, and Dwayne the, Kennedy, that's the guy's name, yeah. who's in, the imposter Dwayne Kennedy, right. tells Mac, Matt Tracker and, and Bruce, you guys got to go to France, I need you guys there, there's been something going on. And what happened was Venom actually took all the paintings from the Louvre, and there was a hologram on them. So they well, we don't know gone. that yet. Yeah, they, right, they were all missing. Right now it looks like all the paintings are missing, they're all stolen, but the security never went off. Right, so, so they don't know what happened right. to him all. Then we see the... Uh, Diversion the, number five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, back in the U.S. at this Kennedy Space Center... Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice... Yeah, thank you, Ted. <laughs> we see the Challenger, which is, again, uh, you know... Eh. And yeah. the astronauts are taken out by... Well, here's the thing I love with this, too. By Venom. Right before, I mean, again, morbid humor, I know, but they were like... The one guy says... Uh, just give us a few more minutes to get our together uh, gear. And he says, uh, getting pro- pretty close to launch, you wouldn't want to want the Challenger to blast off without you. Yeah, I kind of do. You kind of would, man. Aww. Aww. Sorry. 
<laughs> I, I probably just pissed off a lot of people with that. Uh, like everybody. Yeah. But anyway, I was, I was sad when it happened. I, I'm still sad now. About I remember it. actually watching that TV in sure. fifth grade. I, uh, I was we, in fourth. Yeah. We were watching it live, and it, it went up and, and blew up. Yeah. And my teacher was crying. It was very traumatic. Oh, it was sad. Yeah. Yeah. And, very and sad. They, they just kept filming the damn thing. Yeah. Like the TV didn't pull away. They didn't stop it. Yeah. And we're like, holy. Crap. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to make light of it. it no, no, very, no. It was yeah. a very tragic situation. But, but it's just funny in the comics. Yeah. But anyway, mask. I mean, Venom. I'm sorry. Venom takes out the astronauts. And then we pan back to Boulder Hill, and the two guys from Mask are in the jail cell, and they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do to get out? The guy thinks to himself, you know what, give me all the bed sheets and give me some matches. We're going to burn it. Right. Because like, <laughs> are you what? out of your mind? <laughs> well, what he wants to do, it's revealed a little bit later on in the yeah. story, uh, and I'll, we'll reveal it now. Sure. He burns the bed sheets because even Matt Tracker doesn't want the enemies to die. Right. So in the event that the fire alarms go off and the sprinklers go off, the jail cell opens jail so open. people can get out. Right. Which I'm thinking, that's weak. Right, I'm saying let them burn. Let them burn. <laughs> <laughs> They're bad guys. Back at the Louvre, the... Uh, but it worked for these guys. They were yeah, guys. they got out, yeah. And they were able to warn their, their right. masked brothers. Uh, the and museum coordinator says, I don't know what's going on. All the paintings are missing, blah, blah, blah. Matt Tracker uses his mask, his helmet, to some frequencies, some waves. Determine, uh, you know what, nothing's ever been here. I'll use my ultraviolet spectrum. Uh, I knew it. Pay dirt. They're right here. They're just invisible. Right. So, uh, and he tells Dusty to, you know, make the big kaboom, and it shatters all the holograms they have, and all the paintings come back to normal, and then you can see everything there. It was basically, they were using a light on the paintings that made it seem like they were, they were naked to the human, to the human eye, yeah. eye, so. So then the Challenger takes off, there's a report here, a news report, but it's all the Venom guys in there as astronauts, so the guys escape from Boulder Hill, they warn Matt Tracker and Bruce what's going on. They hightail it over there because the challenger is going to stop in front of the president, which is Ronald Reagan. Nice. They drew Ronald yeah. Reagan in here, and yeah. the mannerisms and the actions of Ronald Reagan are clearly depicted. Pretty well, yeah. So our 40th president is right here. Yeah, I like when the comics I do that. I do, yeah. I do that too. Uh, and some recently did um, the Clinton yeah. know, comics and stuff like well, that. Well, they've done Obama and too. Spider-Man was in, yeah, Obama was in Spider-Man. Yeah, so yeah. wonderful. So anyway... Uh, they're in front of the president, in front of Reagan here, and he goes, uh, you didn't tell me it was going to be this, so we're going to go live the demonstration. He goes, why are they still wearing their astronaut helmets? He goes, ah, they must just like it or something. Right. Reagan pushes the button, blows up the Challenger. Eerie. Eerie. <laughs> you know, eerie. Ah. Uh. Ah, yeah. Well, that's like, uh, do you remember, I don't know if you knew about this, but I think it was in Action Comics, and I have this issue. It was either Action Comics or Superman. There was issues of one of those where Lex Luthor and Metropolis had the Luthor Towers, and there were these tall towers. Two twin towers. And there was uh, a story right before the twin towers got hit of, like, a plane or a ship or something like that crashing into the, the Luthor Towers. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pretty Pretty messed up. Yeah, no doubt. But so anyway, obviously they didn't know at the time. Yeah, yeah. They didn't Hindsight know, being what They didn't know at the time here either. So. Yeah, exactly. So there's this big giant... They, those guys got the, the satellite from Mask. They activated it. There's a big giant ray going off. Mm-hmm. And it's headed right for downtown Vegas. Because of course. Why would you not? It's right. in Boulder, Nevada. It's right. right in Vegas first. Right. So Miles and his guys are like, hey, let's loot the casinos before Vegas is destroyed. Right. So Mask and the guys, they try to stop this from happening, 
Uh, but first, they got to stop the satellite from you know blowing Vegas to smithereens here. And Miles and his boys are quickly ripping up casinos, uh, roofs, you know, looting there. And uh, Mass comes full force here. We have all the vehicles, all the guys coming out. Big battle at the end here. They end up uh, like one little splash panel at the bottom here. It's almost like a eh, quarter of a page, I guess. Here we have one, two, three, four, five, six versus one, two, three, four, five, six. Six. How convenient. Yes. <laughs> six of each. Big thabooms uh, and tadows in the middle here, and, <laughs> and boom, boom, brooms and rakes, boom, boom, booms and kazats, kawamps, booms. So they're all in all those '80s phrases and the big comic books of Batman and stuff, kapows and right. stuff. They end up stopping him. Uh, basically, what happens is the uh, evil Dwayne Kennedy is found out. They pull his mask off. He stopped. They free the good one. Uh, Tracker puts a little uh, blaster thing on Miles Mayhem's um, switchblade, switch and it just takes off and starts flying all over the place. So he's out of there. Yep. Then what had happened was uh, they go back and the, the the Rhino uses its big missile, like you said, yep. goes up to space, blasts a big satellite out of the air, and Venom's pretty much toast for now. And they're captured. And... Yeah. So they've got them all captured here in the mini part. Is uh, he's talking to Bruce here, Matt? Is he goes, uh, I don't. We don't need to instruments to tell us this, Bruce. Take a look for yourself. The Death Ray has disappeared. Big bright sun yep. over the desert, so it's all gone. And it pans back to, I guess Matt Tracker's a rich dude here. Oh, he's yeah. got this weight, stately Wayne Manor. Of course he is. Yeah. He has Boulder Hill and the whole mask unit. He's rich. I think he's got some money. Yeah. So <laughs> so he's talking to his kid, uh, Scott and uh, T-Bot, the little robot yep. here. And I'll just read the last paragraph. My only regret is that Venom is, that Venom uh, sabotaged... Can you read it? It's it's broken up. It's like <laughs> part of the letters. And like the old type. It's an old comic. <laughs> yeah. My only regret is that Venom's sabotage to the strategic defense system may take years to prepare. Repair. Until then, possibility of nuclear war remains a real and ever-present threat, one we must all pledge to ourselves to eliminate. Old Cold War stuff. Yeah. It's all <laughs> 80s. It's right. all, you know... Now, this picture right here at the very end on Batman. issue four... Actually, you know what I thought that looked like? What? Steve Rogers. Captain America? Yeah. Yeah. To me, it looks like, like Bruce Wayne. With, I thought with the blonde whole, hair? Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought the whole Wayne man. Sure. I'm just saying this one panel where it's just Look his at the, face. the strong chin, the way yeah. it's like drawn that way. Yeah. Chiseled. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said the blonde hair chiseled. It, it reminded me yeah. of Steve Rogers. And we get, uh, for now, at least, the end. Right. And more, another Aquaman advertisement, another Booster Gold advertisement. And that's it. That's it. So, and that was uh, the mask four parter. Yep, you can find them very cheap. Yeah, uh, I think I got them for five, six bucks, all four. Yeah, together. And they're so, pretty good shape. I mean, they're yeah, they're in good shape. They're in very good shape. I mean, we both have traded them back and forth already to read them. Being like what eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, they're they're in damn good shape. Yeah. So, um, so now we got a kung fu grip. Kung fu grip. Alright, so uh, I found my favorite mask vehicle. Uh, this wasn't mine. I The one I have, I have no idea what I did, but I found someone selling this one pretty cheap on eBay with all of its parts and very little wear and tear on it. And it's yeah. the Condor. Right. Which is the green motorcycle that flips into a helicopter. Right. And it does come with a pilot. Yep. Brad Turner. Yeah, it came so, with the pilot, Brad Turner. Came with Brad Turner. He's yellow. Uh 
pretty much all over. Yep. And he's got his, his mask. Uh, which that's the hard thing to a lot of times get if you're buying it secondhand market is if you're not buying it brand new, which I wouldn't because they're very expensive. Right. Um, but if you're buying them secondhand, is a lot of times people don't have the mask for the figure. I noticed that when we went to uh, the Columbus Toy Show, they were selling the mask figures. A guy had a whole bunch of mask figures there for $2 a piece for the little figures. Yep. The masks themselves were $3. Yeah. And he was trying to find a Honda McLean because he bought that uh, 57 right. Chevy, but he couldn't remember if it was actually Honda that went with it or not, and I couldn't remember either because I had to do the research before I actually remember what it was. Damn, I would have remembered yeah. if I was there. But we didn't remember <laughs> what his mask looked like anyway. Uh, no, I remember it because I had it. It's like a half a mask or something. No, not not the one for... Uh, That's the way it looked in a Not the one that came with the Hurricane, though. Okay, I don't know. Um, like I said, I never had it. The one that came with the Hurricane was a full mask. Was it? Yeah. Um, it was like a blue mask. It didn't go with the rest of his outfit, though. Like okay. so, it, like with this one, you, you can tell they kind of go together, right? Yellow, you yellow. can tell, yeah, it goes right on there. Um, the interesting thing, again, secondhand market. If you're looking for the the Condor, it's just a little motorcycle, so it's probably one of the cheaper ones you can get. Um, but a couple things to keep in mind: one is the back wheel comes up to be the back rotor of the helicopter. Right. On a lot of them, you will see people mention that the back wheel has a problem staying up. This one, obviously, not too much of a problem. Yeah, it's pretty it, good. You know, if you shake it a bit, it comes down a little bit, but, but it's, it sort of kind of sticks in it place. It stays up in place. The other thing is the rotors on the copter part of it. Since they're plastic. Since they're plastic, they a crack, lot of times yeah. they break off or crack. Um, there's also a back stopper mm -hmm. when it's up in helicopter mode, and a lot of times this has been broken off yeah. uh, of, of people, so... Um, and then yeah, this just, isn't fully working operational. Yeah, here. and even the mask uh, sticker on the side here is still there and everything. So the instrument of, panel sticker, instrument still panel still, sticker is still there. The windshield is still there. Mm -hmm. um, the gun still comes up. There's a little blaster gun yeah, in the front. The headlight, yeah. yeah. So I mean, even the paint job on the figure here, the, the gloves are still painted yeah. in maroon color. The boots are still black. Yeah. The chest is a little a bit little, wear and tear. The, no, the mask. Because the mask keep going on and off. Top, right. Yeah. So. I mean, it's an excellent shape. I got. Would you say that's three inches, or maybe that's even closer to two a, and a half? Too. Yeah, might be, might be three inches. Um, but it's. I got this for. Um, I think it was ten bucks with shipping. Fifteen with shipping. Yeah. So it's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's in excellent condition. Right, it's and, from the mid eighties. Yeah, and it's the only one I wanted to get. Like, if yeah. I could get some other cheap mask figures, that's cool. But this is the only one I wanted to own because it was my favorite. Right. I had it as a kid. Um, I may even still have it somewhere. I don't know, yeah. but um, but yeah, I absolutely love having that one. So yeah, yeah, like I said, that's the one I had growing up. I think I even got it uh, for like a holiday. I, I, maybe even Easter or something like that. I'm not even sure. Yep. Or could have been a birthday present from an aunt or something like that. Yep. I don't know how I acquired it, but I did. Yeah. And then last but not least, uh, we have a, another kind of battle files uh, in relation to uh, DC. So let's go into one more battle file. All right, so DC relaunched everything, or yeah, is going to relaunch going everything to relaunch, yeah. in September. And we don't want to bore you guys because with talking about every book, because everybody yeah. is talking about you what's guys can going get that on. everywhere. CGS, the dead, uh, you can probably get that with DC Noise. Right. So here's how it's working out for us. I get a lot of DC books, and Chuck really doesn't doesn't get a lot of them. He, he would get a few, but with this relaunch, he's interested in a lot, trying out a lot more. Right. So, there's a lot I'm interested in, but I want to kind of keep it to 10 just for budgetary right. reasons. So, Chuck has a list of 10 books that he is planning to get. 
I did a top 10 list of books that I'm most excited about that are coming out. So I will warn you, I will tell you in advance, there's no Green Lantern books on my top 10 because I'm not necessarily super excited about them coming out because they've been consistently good. So it's not like ones that when I read the title, I go, ooh, a Green Lantern book. It's like, I'm always like that about Green yeah, Lantern. You're always going to get them. These are just ones for you that you're excited to see. Because and these are just ones that I'm probably in the yeah. point going to pick up. Right. So uh, why don't you just go ahead down down your list? Because these are in no particular yeah, order. Yeah, so. there's no, no order of importance. Uh, Justice League, I want to pick that one up. Right, and that's going to be written by Jeff Johns and drawn by Jim Lee, which was very smart to do. If you're yeah. gonna, that's going to be your flagship book, which it should be. Um, you want your best writer and best artist on it. Uh, Aquaman. I am very interested in Aquaman. It's Me not, too. Not on my list, but it's one I'm definitely going to pick up. Uh, Green Arrow. Looks good. Yeah. Uh, JT Kroll hopefully can let loose with what he wants to do with Green Arrow. And uh, I think it's Dan Jurgens drawing it, and I'm fine with Jurgens' art. So. Yeah, uh, Superman. Okay. Uh, Superman, it, that's where we talked about might be the kid, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not it, sure, yeah. But it's going to be uh, written by George Perez with uh, basically he's going to map out and block out the drawings for the actual issue and then someone else is going to go in and actually finish off the drawings. So uh, Batman? Yep, that's going to be written by Scott Snyder. So he was the one on Detective Comics and mm-hmm. He is a he's done an amazing job on Detective Comics, so I'm really loving the fact that they put him on the main Batman book. Uh, Batman and Robin. Okay. That's Damien. Yep. That's uh, Peter Tomasi yeah. and Patrick Leeson. They've been doing a great job lately with that book. Uh, Batgirl because it's Barbara Gordon again. That is on my list, Batgirl because yeah. Barbara Gordon. I want to see what they're going to do. It's Gail Simone writing it. Right. Yeah. Um, should be. Birds of Prey, yep. Yeah. Should be awesome. And I'm I'm going to miss Stephanie Brown because I really enjoyed her as Batgirl. Yeah. So I hope they do something else with her. But I want to see Barbara back as Batgirl. That's awesome. Uh, Birds of Prey. That's the next one I have. Yeah, I'm interested in Birds of Prey. I want to see how they're going to do that. Maybe Stephanie would fit into Birds of Prey. Yeah, uh, I don't don't know. know. Uh, It's definitely going to have Black Canary in it. Yeah. And it looked like Poison Ivy. and It looks like a different take on on them. Uh, Supergirl. Okay. That one might be one I wait for trade. I've been getting Supergirl. Yeah. I like it. It's a different take on her. It might be one I just wait for trades to come out. Because I always wanted to read Supergirl because I saw the movie Apocalypse. And I always wanted to jump in, but I never did. This Supergirl has an attitude because she doesn't like humans. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Savage Hawkman. Okay. That one's... Because I like Hawkman, but it's Savage. It could go... Right. That one's interesting because the creative team isn't the strongest, but... I know you like the character. Mm-hmm. It's one that I might try. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I had a couple others, just as maybe. It's just a you know, quick nod here. Uh, Firestorm, Fury Firestorm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detective, Action, uh, Batman the Dark Knight, maybe. I, yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. whatever. They really piss me off with that. Act, action Comics is rough for me because I'm going to get Action Comics, but it's Grant Morrison writing. That's why it's a maybe. Right. Uh, and Nightwing. Just, yeah. just because you've been recommending it a lot. Man. Well, Nightwing is definitely on my list. There you go. Um, that's, Night- that's, a, that's the list I have. Yeah, Nightwing I'm very excited about because they're re- returning Night- uh, Dick Grayson and Nightwing. Some of the ones that you didn't mention that are on my list um, are uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah, uh, I thought Jason, about that It's Jason, Jason Todd. Todd. Yeah. Uh, we also have Arsenal, Roy Harper, and we have Starfire. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, if it's like a dollar, I might pick it up. But yeah. If it's like a regular price dish, I, I don't know. I maybe like, I'll get it in a trade. I like Starfire. I love Red Hood and Arsenal. Yeah. So I mean, um, apparently he's got his arm back. So that's yeah. Cool. Um, you mentioned Nightwing and Batgirl. Uh, DC Universe Presents. 
Uh, I'm very interested in this because it's kind of the it's in a way like an anthology book where it's rotating characters and rotating creative teams. Is that the one that's going to be the dead man story? It, it starts with a dead man story. Um, so I'm I'm very interested in that because I like getting all this different variety. Uh, Suicide Squad's one that I'm really interested in because I like secret. I really love Secret Six. Uh, I liked the old run of Suicide Squad. This one seems pretty unique, so I'm very I'm on board to check it out. Um, Resurrection Man. This is a character you probably don't know anything about. He is a superhero who every time he gets killed, he comes back to life with a new superpower. Um, and it's written by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, and I love Abnett and Lanning's writing. And I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe they're the ones that did the original Resurrection Man comic series. Yeah. Um, and that introduced two characters you would love, which is the body doubles. They were like, <laughs> and what they were is these hot model chicks that were almost next to nothing, but they were assassins. Yeah, I mean, I'm down. <laughs> that's, that's number one on my list. <laughs> um, then I have Justice League Dark. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounded pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's like Constantine, changing, Shade the Changing Man, Madame Xanadu, Dead Man, Zatanna. It's like all Zatanna, the yeah. supernatural characters yeah. doing stuff that is in the dark corners of the DC Universe. And like I like that. So, yeah. um, And then last but not least, I wanted to mention was, because uh, some of the other ones that I had were on your list also, um, Blackhawks, number one. This, to me, and I could be totally wrong on this, but yeah. basically the way it looks to me and it sounds to me, it is G.I. Joe in the DC Universe. And it's written by Mike Costa, who's doing the Cobra... That name familiar? <laughs> Cobra books right yeah. now, the Cobra book, and he's uh, also doing Transformers. So the guy knows how to do a military book. Yeah. Um, I've been digging his stuff he's been putting out so far. Yeah, and just to let you know, because a lot of lot of other podcasts haven't really given this book its fair shake, I just want to go over what this idea is behind it. Go for it. Um, since it's Mike Costa, we want to support the guy because he does our books, much like... Robert Atkins. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, welcome to a world waging a new kind of war that's faster and more brutal than ever. Uh, it's fought by those who would make the innocent their targets using computers, smart weapons, and laser-guided missiles. The new enemy is hard to find and closer to home than we think. Between us and them stand the Blackhawks, an elite, uh, elite force of military specialists equipped with the latest in cutting-edge hardware and vehicles. Their mission, kill the bad guys before they kill us. Their mission, to protect the innocent against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, good. it sounds good, yeah. Uh, so And I saw the cover art. It looked awesome. Um, I'm in the process right now of trying to get in touch with Mike Costa because our friend Chris, uh, Dr. Quest, yeah. he met him at a signing uh, and yeah, asked him if he'd yeah. be interested in me on our show, and he said absolutely. He sounded very interested in the show. The problem is the way he told me to contact him was through his Facebook page. Through PayPal? Well, no, <laughs> but his Facebook page is now closed off to only his family and friends. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have to find a different way to contact him, because I think he would be interested in me on our show. Just send him a request that says Star Joe's, and we see if he accepts. You can't do it that way. Oh, sorry. So, um, but anyways, you have to be friends with him first. So, but anyways, uh, I'm very interested to get him on the show, because maybe we can get a little bit so more insight. Mike, if you're listening, yeah. friend us on Facebook, right. um, let us know. And to let you guys know in the future, I know, uh, I forgot to mention this, but I know it was mentioned that, uh, I think it was Matt that mentioned he really liked having Robert Atkins on the episode. Um, we now have a standing invitation to Robert on every future episode. I will always be letting him know in advance, uh, as advanced as I can, when we're going to be recording, and he's going to let me know if he's able to come on. 
So he likes being on the show. He likes talking with us. He likes that you guys are listening. Yeah, cool. So we get along with him really well. So you're probably he tolerates gonna, us, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're probably going to hear a lot more from Robert in the future on episodes with us. Like yeah. he, he might be around for full episodes in yeah, the future. Maybe, yeah. It won't be every episode. It might not be very often. But you can definitely look forward. We'll get him on when we can. Yeah, yeah we'll, definitely. We'll definitely have him on. I told him every time we do an episode, I'm going to let him know when we're recording, and he's going to let me know if he's able to make it. So, Sounds great. So it's, it'll be very cool to get always get his perspective. Uh, with that, that's everything. That's mask. Yeah, um, that's mask. Yeah. Just if we let, miss anything, uh, definitely let us know. Well, do you guys have mask collections? I know there's a couple of YouTube collections yep. I saw. Yep. Videos of people who have mask collections are pretty cool. I, again, growing up, I only had the one. You had a couple more than yep. I did, but. If Mask is one of your favorite properties, definitely let us know. And just to let you know, on our website, which is starjoes.com, there is, on the right-hand side, there's a list of a bunch of links to different resources and information. And one of the categories is called Other 80s Properties. And the first two links there are to Mask-centric web pages, web pages that people created for Mask with, with a lot of information. Yeah. There's actual interviews on one of them of people that were involved with the cartoon, the toys, everything. So they're really cool to check out. And even if you don't check them out, I'm going to tell you next time when we cover masks, which might be next year sometime, um, I'm going to look into those sites and get a lot more information so this way we have enough for another full show on masks. Yeah, I know when we do the thread for masks, I'll find those uh, collections on YouTube. Yeah. And I'll post those in the That'd be awesome. forums. Very awesome. So, All right, so that's our mask episode. You know, We're obviously not experts on masks, but let us know what you guys think and, and let us know. And I do have the G.I. Joe 25th anniversary match tracker. Yeah, there you go. Carded. Nice. Yeah. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and uh, give our information. Uh, you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us on the comicforums.com. We're on iTunes. Please leave us a review there. Next time I will have the reviews of pe- uh, that people have recently left. Yeah, we're, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah we're going to get back to uh, the next episode. We're going to get back to catching Thomas, up yeah. on the recent issues that came out of the properties, including starting the Marvel runs, which will be awesome. And uh, you can call us at 440-941-JOES. Leave us some more voicemails. You guys are doing awesome with that. Yeah, those are great. Thanks. It's Keep been them coming. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, you can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. And again, congratulations to Anthony, who won the prize package. Absolutely. Another contest to come in the future. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, with that, we'll close by saying uh, the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Thanks. Bye. Chuck, you, sir, are an idiot.